want to move this microphone. It was all pointed at me. You really wanted that mic. I just wanted that. I want to get up on that mic. Mm, get on that mic. What's up, magic mic? Hello and welcome to Ramjack and the shocking roller skate of prophecy. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex, and joining me today in the Ramjack studio is my co-host, Brad. Hey! Tons of stuff to talk about on today's episode. Guys, you're in for a treat. Um, on Ramjack, we like to review television shows. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones we're in the thick of right now are Mr. Belvedere. Yes. Third or fourth season? Fourth season. We are already in the fourth season? Fourth season, my friend. It's getting a little weird. It's getting crazy. We've already graduated one of the kids. <laughs> That makes it sound like we're part of the family when you say it like that. They're growing up so fast. We already graduated one of the kids. When I mean, we started this, he couldn't even drive. He couldn't, couldn't even drive. <sighs> going rogue on that golf course. Grown ass man now living in the pit. <laughs> pit being Pittsburgh for new listeners. Trust, you'll get filled in that later. The other show we're watching is Saved by the Bell, The College Years. College Years. We got through that Tory sci-fi yeah. arc, and now we're into the College Years. We're, we're closing them down, too. Where the, where the real arc is fashion, I would say, of the early Definitely. 90s. It's the fashion arc, guys. Oh, final, final two eps. We're, we're rolling in. More on that later, though. We do that on all the shows. But before that, there's other things to talk about, Brad. Yes, important things. Issues. Hard-hitting issues. Things that are going to change lives. Alex, what have you got? Set up and knock them out. <laughs> Brad, there's been a lot of talk about going to Cleveland as of late. Yeah, we got to. Now, Can remind me what Cleveland holds. Uh, what does it hold? It holds uh, Bob Golick, 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 um, Bar and Grill. Mike Wall of Acting Rogers from Saved by the Bell, the college years, has a bar and grill in Cleveland where we will be going at some point, having the big Ramjack prom. <laughs> Guys, go ahead Go ahead and pick out your dress and your tux mm-hmm. and just have them ready. Because, yeah. ladies, I know it's hard to find, like, the perfect dress for an event. Mm-hmm. We've given you the location. Yes. We've given you the theme. Um, we just need to give you a date. We just have to give you a date. Save the date. Guys, just take a calendar and just always have in the back of your mind, it could be coming. Yeah. It could be coming. Get that dress. Is this going to be the day? I better be ready. Get ready now. Prepare yourself for the Ramjack prom. Mm-hmm. Will every woman present get a corsage? I don't know. I can't make that promise right now. But Probably it may not, because I think we discussed how lame corsages are. I know. Or will we shake it up? Maybe shake it up. Will we make will we make corsages have a comeback, but in a new fashion? Hmm. What's a corsage for the, for the 21st century, Alex? Now that's a question we need to actually ask ourselves. That's a question we'll be working on while you're picking out your <laughs> formal wear. <laughs> get on that. But in relation to Cleveland, mm-hmm. Case Western Reserve University um, has an infectious disease alliance. I, nothing about this sounds right at all. First of all, this college does not sound like a college. Well, it is in Cleveland. <laughs> Second of all, it has an infectious disease. a what now? It has a disease, infectious disease alliance. An alliance? I don't know this about that. This almost sounds like supervillain shit. It's the infectious disease alliance. Case with Western Captain Reserve. Stab. <laughs> or jab, depending if he's across the seas. Um, they're operating in Cleveland to bring about, I guess, sexual education for teenagers. Now, we all know abstinence only doesn't work. We've right. talked about that on the show before, and if... I mean, come on. Stupid. I mean, come on. Come on. Obviously, that doesn't work. So they're trying a new tactic that is actually doing a pretty good job. They go into schools, or I guess have after-school programs, where seniors answer questions that the under- underclassmen have about sex. Now, sometimes there's obviously a facilitator of all this that comes together at the end and be like, all right, now let's let's 
ask some questions, and I guess controls everything. So there's like yeah. a panel of seniors, and then all underclassmen below that, and they ask them questions. And shit gets real, and they okay. ask some serious questions. Nice. Um, like the following. A high school freshman asked this. Okay. You mean, if she's drunk or high and says, yes, that's still rape? Uh, quoting the article that talks about this, several of the boys' friends sitting nearby seemed uh, nearly as incredulous, silently shaking their heads in agreement with the question, like, yeah, I mean, she says yes, she's drunk, maybe high, I don't know. Yee. Standing in front of nearly 20 teens, mostly boys, 18-year-old senior, uh, his name is Scott Taylor, stood up and confirmed in a very steady voice, yeah, that's rape, dog. <laughs> 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 These teens have questions that they don't know the answers to. Oh. And better that than never, like, that's the kind of questions yeah. that come up. Now, um, here's another one. Is it safe to have unprotected? Is it safe to have unprotected sex in a pool with chlorine? Ugh, don't do that. That's a terrible idea. The article doesn't talk about the answer they gave to that one, but these kids don't know. They have no th these kinds of questions. Yeah. Let you know that yeah, it's great that we have this. Yeah. We should probably do this more often. Yeah. Is it safe to have unprotected sex in a pool with chlorine? First of all, just don't. Just don't do that. That's like a that can't be good for anybody. I I'm assuming that this is also a question. I don't know if this question is about will I get an STD from this or is it just safe? Like if I right. like if if is this, is this if things happen in chlorine, right. am I gonna get like jacked up because of this? Like what's happening? Another question: Should you tell your partner you're infected with an STI? Yeah. Oh. Teens do that. Yes. They wouldn't know if they didn't have this program. Well, yeah. I think it's like. Other programs would say, shut up, don't have sex. But is it, should I? No, I don't know. I, Just don't have sex. I mean, I feel like that's a rather common sense answer. I feel like these kids are trying to get away with a flim flam. And do I really have to tell them? I have to tell them, you dummy. The way the article presents itself. Do I have to tell them? I'm, I mean, I got the, I got the syphilis. I don't know. Should I tell them? Or can I just not? <laughs> It'd be a lot easier if I just did not. I'll just not say anything. Shh, don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> One of the other um, kids asked whether girls can get pregnant while having sex standing up. Awesome. Their justification was they weren't sure because sperm ain't going up. <laughs> so I don't know. You tell me, educators. You tell me, senior boys, if I'm having sex with a girl standing up. Is she gonna get pregnant? I don't know if that's possible. Someone across the room yelled, "Dumb!" <laughs> nice. But the fifteen-year-old boy, the fifteen-year-old boy, held his ground, not embarrassed, just like, "Hey, we're just having a real conversation. Is it possible?" They told him, "Yeah, dog. <laughs> it's pretty possible." I love the way you read these. Like, yeah, dog. Yeah. Every one of these, like, yeah, yeah. It's a little condescending, which I enjoy. <laughs> After the session, the young man stopped and shrugged when asked if he still thought girls couldn't get pregnant standing up. Apparently, he had trouble, like, mm -hmm. rapid trouble. But yeah, they can get pregnant. But but you're standing up. Gravity is affecting it. He says, um, I feel like it's something to talk about, and there might be some things I don't know. And I'd like to learn. Um, sadly, I mean, Nature finds a way. Nature finds a <laughs> that's way. That's what they should say. Dr. Jeff Goldblum told us. Can a girl get pregnant standing up? Just lean over into Mike. Nature finds a way, dude. Trust. Of course, these kids have no frame of reference for Jurassic Park, so that means nothing to them. Um, every kid gets a bag filled with contraceptives, all flavored. Audit mentions that in the article. But they also get thank you notes, like, thanks for coming. I hope that you learned something. Tell your friends. 
Now, the attrition rate of the program is actually pretty high. Like, once kids come to it once, mm. they kind of don't come back. But they're trying to, to fix that or trying to get the word out. So that's what's happening in Cleveland. People are asking a lot, teens are asking a lot of questions that they've never had the answers to. If you tell them, hey, just don't have sex, they're going to ask you stupid questions <laughs> like, should I tell someone if I have an STD? Where they go once and they, they want to see if they hear any questions that they find interesting and they hear all these stupid questions, they're like, oh, fuck this. I'm not going back to that. Dumb. <laughs> I do love someone that's yes. yelling that from across the room. Brad, I'm going to put you on the spot because i got some questions for you. Uh-oh. Um, I've recently um, read and also went to a seminar uh, that talked, that threw out a lot of uh, like psychology studies and facts. A seminar or a webinar? Well, one of them was a webinar. Ah, you, called me, you, you called me on it, friend. Ah, it, was a, it was an odd webinar. Ah, Very weird experience. Ah, webinar. Webinar really is a grading word. Not understand yeah. because... I mean, podcasting is similar in the fact, but it, I mean, because you're, it's an audio kind of Yeah, but like, show. webinar is unnecessary. Seminar is fine. Online, um, like, online class, online, um, discussion, like, anything works. I, I don't, we don't need the word webinar. Can I, can I ask you another question really quick before we go into this? I mean, before I ask you some serious questions, really quick. Yes. What are your, the, the thing about a lot of the seminars I've been to recently, not just webinars, um... But also just like talks, like corporate meetings. Mm -hmm. They're all very, I don't like to use the word boring ever, but they're not engaging with the audience. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how you can do that. Like, why aren't we going into everything that's a public speaking, I guess, event and not be like, all right, I have to engage the audience. I have to give them something. I have to intrigue them. Alex, can I point something out? 99.9% .9 of other podcasts. <laughs> okay. People just don't get it. You've got to be interesting and entertaining. Why the yeah. fuck should I want to listen to you? People always think about... <laughs> you can't just think about what you've got to say. You have to think about the poor fuckers that are listening. <laughs> exactly. Which, guys, you're out there. Go ahead and throw them up in the air. Throw them up. What? We're going into victory pose right now. Interactive. Feel good about yourself. Yes! Feel good about what's happening with We're you heroes. in your life right now. We're Feel heroes. Good We're heroes. We're champions. We are all heroes. But Brad, I got some questions for you. <laughs> Give me those questions. Okay, first thing. This is more of like, I'm not trying to stump you per se, but okay. I want to see where right. you go with initially. Cool. All right, here's the situation. Right. We're at a a community festival. Oh, sounds terrible. Already, I know you're in a dangerous Gross. place. <laughs> Gross. We're selling jam. Do I have to do string art at any time? String art? String art. I don't think I don't think we have to do that. Okay, I'm sure there's good. a table that does that. Okay. That's that's what I just I just had a flashback to the Fork and Deer Festival, in Jackson, Tennessee. And I just remember string art. What do you think is gonna be a better strategy in our advertising? Because we have to hang up something behind our um our jam stand. Yeah. Or our preserve stand. Jam. jam. I'm not selling preserves. Okay, so you're you're selling jams. I am sold on jams. Now, how do I sell others? Exactly. What is a better method of advertising, just visually? Okay. Should you have um, a kind of backdrop that has a grid of six jams, like pictured? Mm hmm Or should you have a backdrop of 24 jams, which is going to move the most product? Six. Why do you say six? Because 24, then it's it's too many. It's you, You're not looking at the detail. It's just... 
I'm just seeing a wall of jams. They're they're meaningless. They're not individualized. You see lesser jams. You can connect with them. You can see, oh, this is the jams. I get this jam. Otherwise, it's just a, I'm watching. I'm looking at a I'm looking at a wallpaper of jams. It's meaningless. They fade into the background. Who cares? It's a bunch of jams. Guys, we've mentioned this on the show before. Anytime me and Brad go to the grocery store together or any store, Brad always tries to sell me on something. Always gonna walk down an aisle and he's like, Hey, Alex, check this out. Or, oh, this just in. Check this new soup out. What is it gonna take to put you into these canned oysters? Someday I will do it. Or you die. I don't know about canned oysters. It's gonna happen. You're gonna buy them. But I will say this, I am more confident now in your ability to do that, because Brad had the correct answer. Of course I did. You are going to move more product with a six grid <laughs> jam set up than a 24, and it's kind of along the same lines you just said. First off, wonderful sales pitch. Mm. Check out this jam. I like that. Check this jam. What? We got the jams for you. People are overwhelmed. Peruse these preserves. <laughs> That's why I went with jams. jams it's a natural seller. <laughs> they sell themselves. Um, people are overwhelmed by choice. And that's pretty much it. People can't really... Multitasking, the more research we do, is kind of not a thing. I know we're going to be like, wait a minute, wait, multitasking's a thing. It's actually kind of not a thing. You're, you can only really keep your attention toward one thing. Now, they have been studies where men seem to be able to focus better, mm -hmm. and women can kind of multitask better, but it's not really a thing. Right. Oh, so these are different jams? No, well... They could be the same. Okay. Like, assuming okay. all jams are the all same, right. what's going to stop more? Now, here's the interesting part. A 24-grid jam advertisement is going to get more foot traffic. More people are going to stop at your stand, but they don't buy anything. Hmm. And they think that is because, uh, well, the studies show it because it did overwhelm. It's like, wow, so many jams. you got a lot of jams. What is this? Is this the jam stand? Is this a jam stand? <laughs> is, this, is, this, is this a jam stand? <laughs> And Brad will be there with the product ready to sell it to you at a fair price, but they're not going to buy anything. It's overwhelming. Like, oh. All things being equal, if you don't have any signage, we'll just say they did a control right. as well, um, you're still going to sell less jams even with 24. <laughs> they just don't buy it. But if you have six, there is a, a, a very large increase. I want to say it was either 30 or 40% more than if you didn't have any signage at all. Nice. Um, and it's a psychological thing. It's just like, all right, I have these choices. I don't have too many. I don't have too little. Interesting. All right. So you got that one, Fred. Right. Good job. All Good right. job. That's but me. will you get the next will one? Will I get the next one? Oh, no! I did some studies recently. I'm in a jam. Well, someone could be in a, in a jam uh -oh. or a pickle or whatever you want to say. Uh -oh. Whatever food you want to use to uh -oh. illustrate that. So couples, they did some studies about romantic couples. Okay. Brad, let's say that you're That's married. That's my nickname. Okay, let's say... <laughs> I'm going to start introducing you to on the show. Hey, guys, this is my co-host, Romantic Couples. Hey, RC, what's up? Yo, just bringing my summer jams. <laughs> Brad, here's another situation for you. Yes. You're married. Okay. We'll say happily. Okay. <laughs> That's better. But you're not having as much sex as you'd like. Oh, no. But your wife keeps, like, you're not sure how to divvy up the household chores, because that's also an issue. Okay, well, yeah, too, so many issues. I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> I may be happy, but I'm seeing the writing on the wall. What is going to get you, I guess, more sexual activity from your partner? Doing traditionally feminine chores. I'm using these things because the study did. 
like washing the dishes, like doing the laundry. Um, what else do women do? I guess. What are those old gender norms? I'm so removed from those, dude, Don't that it's know. really hard. Like, yeah. Let's say scrubbing the bathroom, maybe. All household chores. Or are you going to get more sex from doing more manly chores, like flexing your muscles, watching TV, asking her for a beer when you're sitting on the couch, when you're mowing, mowing the yard, and like actual, like, I guess, laborish work. What's going to make her more interested? See, this is already... I already have just way too many issues here. Dude, I... Because I, how are you... This is, I guess, supposes that you're in some weird relationship where you only do your specific gender chores to begin with. Well, another thing is... Okay, let me rephrase this in a little bit of the way. Are you going to have a more... Are you going to have more sex in a relationship where, I guess, the chores are divvied up equally? Where she does some, I, I guess... We both kind of wash the dishes or whatever. Are you going to get more sex where you guys take more, let's say, old, antiquated, gender-specific roles in your chores? Uh, now, we can talk about afterwards when you answer right. where this is, why this is kind of interesting and weird and I don't know about it. But you, how are you going to get more sex? Uh, how are you going to get well, physical? I, I'm going to say probably if you go with the more gender-specific because then you're living in a weird, gross old-timey system where the man demands gets a demand when he wants to have sex. Because <laughs> mm. you're the worst. So that's what you're going to do. Because you go madman style. You go madman style and then you go full John Ham. So you're going to have like... Shut up. I'm having sex with you now. Deal with it. Pour me some bourbon. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I'll, I'll say that's my answer because I don't, I, don't, I don't care for the question. Brad, you did it again. <laughs> Brad? Brad knows what's up on these. Yeah. More specific, gen- the closer you are to those gender roles, I guess the more reports there are of, I guess the more sex that you're going to have in your relationship. Yeah, but she's going to she's gonna be miserable the whole time. They um, don't say that part. They don't say that part. Now this study... Because they didn't care to ask. This study was part of a larger study that is... She was busy old. crying. Didn't, didn't want to ask her. Didn't want to bother. It was well, probably her time thing, of the month. The only thing that they asked is how much sex they had in the relationship. Right. Now, it is like, it's not a lot more, but it is like marginally more. It's like, okay, wait a minute. Obviously, well, okay, I take that back. It was a lot more. Right. She also gets I'm hit really more. That's another thing. They didn't ask that question in the study. These things. They're just like, all right, who, who does what chores? Mm-hmm. All right, how much sex do you have? Don't don't tell me about anything else. I don't want to hear anything else. Fingers and ears. This bothers me, and it's weird. Uh, I mean, I, I, I question the study completely. Um, I mean... It was a very, very large study, and given those two parameters... Yeah, that's, that's not makes, enough information. Yeah, but what would that even... I mean, so, I think so you what, on so, the head. So, so there's quanti- quantity. We know about quantity. That's all we know from this. So Yeah, and yeah. I think... I mean, I, I'm on with you. I think that it is kind of because of those more antiquated yeah. gender norms that it is kind of that old-school kind of... I guess guard of like yeah. men can demand what they want. They're the head of the household, and that's kind of gross. I even hate to say that out loud. Yeah. I wouldn't much rather have the equality stuff. Like, yeah. I don't understand why this is a thing. Yeah, you're probably having more quality sex, maybe less quantity. Don't need it. More quantity, more quality. Mm. That's that's what you gotta ask mm. yourself. Quality, quality, people. Um, I did read this on a uh, a feminist blog. Um, because there was also a lot of talk, I guess, in a lot of literature about 
women advocating that household responsibilities are shared across genders Mm -hmm. and how that's like the sexiest thing ever. And I don't know why you want to quantify it on that. I think you just need to do everything equally. Yeah. um, And this study was supposed to, I guess, refute that in a way. Are they like, well, isn't this interesting? But they kind of missed the point. It isn't about quantity. It is about quality. Yeah. So good job, Brad. That's two for two for you. Dunzo. You did it. Guys, if you've got questions that need to be answered, just send them in. We, I mean, we haven't done a mystery minute in a while. DJRC will take care of your (laughs) answers. Ask Brad some questions. Brad, we are pod-centric. Have been forever. We are. I got some new studies from the dolphins that are interesting. Oh. Our new te- dolphin tails. What are they doing? Does it involve bees? <laughs> no. Did you switch to bees for a while? I think you, th- you, you thought you'd get away with, like, oh, I'm not going to talk about dolphins for a while. I'm going to talk about bees instead. But then here come the dolphins right back again. Brad, we've talked about bird doctors. We've talked about... The questionable, but I can kind of see the benefits of making dolphins doctors because of their mm-hmm. super accurate echolocation. Right. Have you ever thought about um, a dolphin assistant pregnancy no, to kind of get no, them ready? No. Oh man. No, we will not have dolphin midwives. Well, we—they're gonna do it. <gasps> In Hawaii, of all places. Doing. Um, there is a place called the Cirrus Institute. Ran by someone named Star Newland, who's a dolphin guru. Oh, self-ascribed. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. That will help help assist your birth in a pool of dolphins to help coax out your little young one into the world. No, no. The first people to do this um, had their child stolen, raised well, by dolphins. Hasn't happened yet. So that it'll eventually destroy humanity. <laughs> I mean, that's what. That's, <laughs> You'll be the one that turns against them. <laughs> I got a really good Loki baby. We got a Loki baby. First off, in the name itself of this dolphin guru, Star New Land. Yeah. New Land. Well, what do you mean by New Land? Oh, I think we've already had the first dolphin assistant. <laughs> Star New Land, traitor to the human species. But, um, yeah, the first people who are going to do this are basically two hippies from California. Like, of course, seriously. Of course. Who the fuck else is going to do Adam this? Adam and Heather. Like, yeah. They actually are named, and they're, they're actually going to go and do this in Hawaii yeah. uh, with Star Newland. This is the worst idea ever. Yes. Um, some quotes from um, Heather about why she wants to do this. Mm-hmm. First off, guys, I don't know if new listeners are aware of this. Dolphins are the worst. Definitely. Um, dolphins are predators. Yeah. I mean... They're the closest things to us in the oceans, but they're like wicked smart predators. Yeah. And while they are friendly toward humans and will give them gifts, they will also attempt to have sex with humans. And they don't discriminate when they're having fun on what Do- they decide to kill. Dolph- dolphins are the worst. Dolphins are the Kevin Spacey space dog of the ocean. And now they want our babies? Yeah. No, thank you. No. Do not start that house of cards. Well, when they took it to Heather and were like, Heather... What are you doing? She had this to say. It is about reconnecting as humans with the dolphins so we can coexist in this world together and learn from one another. Fuck you, you dumb cunt. She went on to say, having that connection with the pod of dolphins anytime, even if the birth doesn't happen in the water, still brings peace, comfort, and strength to the mother and the baby during labor. Having that connection with the pod. There's no connection. What are you, you're not having, they might eat your baby first off. They might just see all that blood and be like, oh, let's go eat that. Yeah. A dolphin might also try to have sex with you and hurt the baby. I don't know what's going to happen. It's not going to be good. But as as Brad said, I'm pretty sure Star Newland Mm -hmm. is in with the dolphins. And they're going to take this child 
Adam yeah. and Heather's baby and take it out to the water, and we won't see it again until the dolphins rise. Right. Until all the sea levels rise suddenly, and we're like, what happened? And yeah. the dolphins ride into New York and like, we did it. Let's just hope, let's just hope that fucking the Hatope Willow can get out there and rescue that baby <laughs> before it's taken by the evil queen of dolphins. <laughs> Mad Mardigan, get out there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just don't think this is a good idea. This is a terrible idea. Um, I also have some more dolphin news. Okay. If they're not trying to birth our children and steal them into the waters, mm-hmm. they are helping our military um, with landmines. You know, this is why if they ever make an Aquaman movie, like, we'll realize that Aquaman is the most important superhero of all. Oh, and Because the, he's the only one keeping us safe. And the dolphin should be the villain in that movie. Yes. Because... Because first off, no one is going to suspect that. Right. If you aren't a land, uh, if you aren't a Ramjack listener, oh. and you don't study dolphins out in the wild, you don't know. Everyone's like, "Ooh, it's like the beautiful Lisa Frank, sparkles everywhere, mm-hmm. mystical dolphins. Mm-hmm. They're going to help me birth my child." Okay, okay, okay. Here's my pitch for for the Aquaman movie. What's up? All right, it's gonna be it's gonna be like a Dan Brown novel where we realize that these Lisa Frank folders there there's a message entwined in it that's a secret message. Lisa Frank was actually the the first uh, dolphin warrior, <laughs> and her son. We have to we have to go rescue her son Aquaman, so that he can be the one to fight the dolphins because they're getting ready to take over. Mm. I actually think that would be a solid movie. Definitely. Plus you get all the nostalgia of Lisa Frank. It'd be like a Lisa right. Frank Aquaman tie-in. Yeah. That would get a lot of adults into the theater mm-hmm. who love Lisa Frank. They're a little, I don't know what Aquaman is, but they love fucking dolphins. You, oh, you got 80s nostalgia and you love superheroes? Hello, key demographic. <laughs> Hollywood, are you listening? I'm right here. Send me them paychecks. Send me them paychecks. Please. Um, I'll start this by saying the Marine Mammal Program is a program governed by the U.S. Navy, which uses marine animals for naval operations. Um, they mostly use dolphins, sea lions, and whales. And a lot of the work they're doing presently that we know of is mine hunting. Mm-hmm. That we know of being the key thing there. That we there. know of. Um, also, before I launch into the rest of this, this article goes ahead and makes a point to say that the U.S. Navy denied that they were training the dolphins for combat operations, even if there were rumors that there are existing combat-trained dolphins. Right. That's an interesting kind of throwaway line. It, I would make sure that the dolphin delivering your baby has not been in the military. I had does definitely. not have is not a veteran of the the yeah. navy. Yeah. What happens to those dolphins? They gotta get out. Do they, Alex? You can't leave the war behind. <laughs> what if like they also do you whales can, you too? Can, you can take you can take the dolphin out of the war, but you can't take the war out of the dolphin. Now I'm wondering. We got Rambo dolphins running around. I want a sequel to Free Willy, mm-hmm. where Willy was actually a, a veteran killer whale because they used not only dolphins but whales and sea lions and then when that little kid freed willy willy went on a fucking killing spree at the oh, coast man, just geez. murdering found a lot of mines or a lot of shit in the water just kept killing people because it's what it was trained for a combat dolphin mm. or not dolphin but killer whale at that point see i think that would be an interesting twist on that movie I like then it. that kid has to I go like hunt it. down free willy and kill him because he won't listen to reason because it's a fucking killer whale yes. But all right, basically, they do train these dolphins to seek out landmines. So Mm -hmm. they've been doing experiments off the coast of California. I think it's San Diego. 
with these dolphins, like with new dolphins, like, hey, we're gonna we're training you. This is your training practice. So they put in fake mines or whatever. I'm sure the dolphins know what's up. Definitely. So they have a system, which this article doesn't talk about, but I remember reading it and being, this is awesome, where the dolphins go underwater and they're trained to find landmines. Um, they also use their echolocation in a certain capacity. I'm not 100% sure. I can't remember why or how to find these mines, but of course, super accurate echolocation. They're finding all the mines. Mm -hmm. So... If they're in a patch, they're, they're trained to like search in a quadrant around the boat within a certain distance. And if they find something, they go to the front of the boat and tap it with their nose. And if they don't, they go to the back of the boat and tap it. And then if they don't, all right, let's go to the next quadrant. Pretty good situation. Dolphins are wicked fast in the water. Right. Um, so they get it done pretty quick too. Also, the dolphins are smart enough to leave. Oh, that's a landmine? Probably need to not, they'll lead divers to it and then like, all right, fix it or whatever. So that's awesome. Well, the dolphins came up to the boat during one of these training exercises and started hitting the side of the boat with their nose, like they were trained to do, but not on the front or back. And they were like, what the fuck's wrong with these dolphins? Did we get dumb dolphins? Oh, these no. stupid dolphins. Dolphins? Did you find something or not? Because we're burning daylight here. The Navy will not. <laughs> I need you to do uh, three somersaults in the air right now. All right? Do some laps. Don't give me this bullshit. The Navy won't take it. But the dolphins were like, no, listen, there's something else down here you're going to take a look at. So the divers got in the water with the dolphins, and the dolphins led them to a 150-year-old torpedo. Um, it's It was lost. This was actually like a prototype of the first long-range underwater self-propelled torpedoes. 11 feet long. It's made of brass. So it's still kind of shiny even underwater. And they had lost it. They only made 50 of them. And this wow. one's warhead was deactivated, or didn't. And it was one of the ones they used for training. So this was one of 50 of these torpedoes. Wow. Awesome find. I don't know if the dolphins have rights or they're going to get credit mm. for it. And they're pretty sure, I also love at the beginning of this uh, NPR's article about it, they, they have a throwaway line at the, at the end of the first paragraph about all this. They say something like, the, tor the torpedo will probably end up in a museum. Why even put that in there, NPR? What, the, what else are the fuck are you going to do with one of those 50-year-old torpedoes? 150-year-olds. Uh, like, this is old-school torpedo shit. Yeah, it's probably going to end up in a museum or maybe you just... But put it somewhere in somebody's yard. But think of how awesome is it that dolphins, even though they had the protocol, went rogue and were like, no, guys, there's something down here you're going to want to see. Trust humans. Uh -uh. Come down and see it. Check it out. Dolphins, man. Side tapping dolphins. Dolphins are just letting you know what's up. I hope they don't side tap the pregnant belly of Heather when oh, she's giving definitely. birth. Definitely. Definitely. Like, an assist is not like. They're going to take that baby and Aquaman's going to have to go rescue it. <laughs> Are the dolphins ready? It'll tap you on your head if it is, and it will tap you on your feet if it's not. I don't know. I'd, I don't know about that either. Like, this is, this is bad. What if they bad start idea. training other dolphins to just, like, see? I don't know. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. But that's what we're doing with the dolphins. That's dolphin news. That's an update from the pod. Beware. Beware, guys. Beware. I will say I hope you feel close to this pod, Ramjack the Podcast, as listeners. I'm a little too. If, I, I'm a little too. Right. I'm going a little too All far right. with the dolphin stuff, right. aren't I? All right. All they right. just fascinate me. I don't know. Uh, hey, Alex. What's up, Brad? Just that special time of the week when we talk about our pal, Mr. Belvedere. Oh, that's We're here. <laughs> it's happened. Um, every week, Brad and I uh, play a game against each other where we try to summarize uh, prospectively. Uh, episodes of Saved by the Bell and Mr. Belvedere. Well, one of those C series is coming to a close, and we'll have to replace it soon. More on that later. But 
Mr. Belvedere is a show that's close to both of our hearts, and we hope to your hearts as well. So this week, Brad is responsible for summarizing the episode, The Triangle. Yes. The closest one to a minute in their summary wins. Brad, three, two, one, go! All right, it is the triangle. George is out of town because he's a TV reporter but still has to be shipped out of town for some reason. I don't know. He's not in the episode. Fuck George. So, Heather wants to change her name to Bianca because it sounds classy and she's tired of being calling Heather. She's tired of people saying, throw in the Heather. What does that mean? I don't even know. So... Uh, Marsha doesn't like that. She thinks it's stupid. But guess what? Marsha's playing her own games because she's already had cards made for when she's a lawyer and she's not. And she's using her maiden name. She's not going by Owens. Hmm. Suspicious. But the real story is little Wesley T has a crush on his detention teacher person. Um, but Kevin's dating her now. Ah, drums. Wesley tries to sabotage it. It does not work out well. She clearly decides on Kevin, but then she breaks up with Kevin because as we know, nothing good can work out for Kevin. Wesley ruined it. Kevin and Wesley eventually make up. All is well. That's the episode. Triangle. Nope. I already called it. Right. Just did that. Can't, can't do that. <laughs> That's cheating, friend. <laughs> that would have been interesting to see if you could have held that for another I, I, nine seconds. I could have held that. Um, uh, 51.9 seconds. Alright. We can round up to 52 if you want, but we'll see if, if we need to do that. Well done, though, man. You got pretty much everything in there. Yeah, not much happened. It was a simple episode. It was a good one, though. I enjoyed it. Out Angle. Of the- <laughs> you done? Yep. I don't think that would be an accurate gauge on whether you can hold it or not because you didn't you weren't speaking for a whole minute before that or fifty mm. seconds. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Off out of the gate. <laughs> out of the gate, George isn't in this episode. Yay. Well done. Good job. We still got Marsha though, and she's being yeah. a bitch. She's being the worst in this episode. Um also out of the gate, Savvy Angela's back. Yes, she is. Looking pretty good. Let's looking just, foxy. I don't want to say that just to say it, but I'll say it. She's yeah. looking very attractive. Well done, Angela. I mean, Heather's looking all right, too, but Savvy Angela always coming correct. Who is looking all right? What? Who did you say? I said Heather. Heather's always looking all right. Oh, I'm sorry. I, oh, I, I know her you... as Bianca, which is oh, her new sorry. name. Sorry, Bianca. Bianca. Bianca, okay, but Bianca? <laughs> yeah. Yo, Bianca. Come on, Hev. It's Bianc. No, it's not. It's never going to be Bianc. <laughs> See, Heather and uh, Sevi Angela have a scheme to change their names. Right. Heather's tired of boys um, making pickup lines using her name. Yeah. And I guess she chose the one name that a boy couldn't make a pickup line on, Bianca. Yeah. Unlike Monica, Bianca is a name that boys can't really rhyme with, especially, I guess, in the pit where they're not real yeah. educated. I don't know what you do with Bianca. Why would would it ever be a good idea to roll up to a Heather and be like, "Hey, how about a roll in the Heather?" Because <laughs> no one says that. No one would ever say that ever. That's okay. What was the other thing? The other thing was equally ridiculous. It, was, it didn't even sound like a come on line. Yeah. It sounded more just like them saying, "Hey, Heather." I'm tired of guys saying, "Hey, Heather," and how about a roll in the Heather? Like. People in the pit are the worst. I guess. What are they saying to Angela? Because Angela wants to change her name, too. I think... Other than, like, Sav Angela, will you please go out with me because you're awesome. That's all I love that sweater. Rocking them jeans, girl. What are we doing Friday night? She just wants to change her name to keep them guessing because she's that savvy. Quite true. But this causes uh, something to go off in Mom. 
Yeah. For some reason, Marcia is immediately a huge bitch about this. Heather rolls in and is like, hey guys, I'm thinking about changing my name to Bianca. Belder's like, huh, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> but you're a kid. But yeah, whatever, it's a phase, cool. Um, Marcia's like, no, no, I don't think so. Bitch, it's her name. <laughs> Let her be what she wants to you, be. She can, you get to decide what you're going to be called. Like, And it's not on the grounds of, hey, Heather, hold up, because if you change your name now at the same school, people are going to think that's weird, and it may give you the opposite attention that you want to seek, or something like that, which is a valid point. Not She's really, like, though. Well, um, I think there I mean, was someone we went to school with that when they were in middle school, mm-hmm. changed their names. Um, ish. Now they lie. This person is a compulsive liar. You may know who I'm talking about. Um, okay. Changed her name, and everyone was like, what? And then, like, for half a semester. When she came back to high school from middle school, she did the same thing-ish. And, of course, it didn't work because that's not your name, you weirdo. And I don't want to name any names specifically, even though I'm sure she doesn't listen to the show. That's still a little weird. Now, she was crazy. But she was crazy. She was clinically crazy. (laughs) And Heather isn't. Heather's just trying to reinvent herself. But, I mean, I don't know. I think think it's more than fine for a kid to experiment with those names. What is Marsha up to? It's like, I don't understand why Marsha's so over the top about it. It's like, listen, it's a little thing. She wants to try to go by a different name, have a nickname or something. Like, just roll with it. It's so fucking meaningless. And you are so flipping out about it. Calm it down. Why doesn't Heather go by her middle name? Because at least that's actually her name. She can yeah. just reinvent it and like, what is Heather's middle name though? I can't that's remember it. Surely they've said it at one point. I hope it's not Kitten because that would be hilarious. <laughs> Heather Kitten Owen. You know, um, when George did see her for the first time, and we learned this further in the episode, but I'll go ahead and say it now. The reason they named her Heather was, first off, they thought it was going to be a boy, so its mm-hmm. name was like Drake or something. I don't remember what his, they said it was. Um, some boy name. But when George first held Heather, he says, well, doesn't this look like a little patch of Heather? Now Heather said, because, oh, is it because I was so young and delicate and beautiful? And Mom says, no, it's because you were purple. You came out purple. You were premature and purple. You were dead, and we had to hit you so many times where you started breathing again. It's amazing you made it out. We thought you were going to be a boy. In fact, we've not wanted any of None of our children have come out as we wanted. We didn't want two of them, and the middle, we thought you would be a boy. That's what we were hoping for. Unfortunately, we got you. Marsha, like, just... Uh, maybe just stop parenting altogether. Because <laughs> you are terrible at it. And... And I love when she gets on Belvedere. She's like, hey, Belvedere, I'm her mother. I'll make the decisions about what we call her. I think I can know how to raise my child. Do you? Bitch, you don't know anything about how to raise your children. Marsha doesn't know a damn thing. Because at the beginning, she's going through, like, expense reports for the uh, household. Which is Belvedere's territory, by the way. Since they had the whole credit card fiasco. Yeah. And Marsha's saying, this doesn't add up. There's a lot. We're spending a lot more on food than we used to. Cue the camera over to Belvedere, who's chomping on cookies or something, and looks over wide-eyed like, Oh no, they found out. Now, the joke is to imply that because Mr. Belvedere eats a lot, they're spending so much more on food. He's got a sweet tooth. What's wrong with that? But they're paying also, him nothing. I'm, uh, exactly. That is point A. They're paying him nothing. So feed the man whatever the hell he wants. Second of all, they are definitely eating better food now. True. You, before, you can only assume that they were eating fucking microwave dinners. We've seen Marsha try to cook. She doesn't know how to do it. So clearly, they were just probably eating a lot of cheap crap. Hey, here's a box of macaroni and cheese, again. <laughs> now they're having actual meals. Belvedere will cook a lobster. 
Shit's more expensive. Yeah, you're spending more on food. You're also not eating shit every night. <laughs> well, you're eating like the royal family ate, like when he was working for them. Yeah. I mean, so, Belvedere, if we've known anything from him working at Clux, he's not going to downgrade his right. culinary skills. You get what Belvedere can his best. Yeah. So, all times. so maybe, just maybe, stop bitching about how much you're spending on groceries. How about how much you're spending on, on you to go to law school? <laughs> I love that we go back to that, but in all seriousness, fuck you, Mosha. Oh, I hate it. Your kid has to go to the pit because you can't... Uh, you mm. fall on your dream. Fair enough, I guess. I don't... Oh, so fuck it. Can we just go ahead and, and cover yes, the whole Heather yes, story? Okay, so um, Marcia throws a bitch fit. Uh, she tries to make good with Heather by taking her out shopping just so she can talk to her about, hey, why you shouldn't change your name, but Heather's not buying it. Um, Belvedere confronts Mother uh, with the cards that she made. Hey, Marcia, check out these uh, business cards that came in the mail. She's like, oh, I got these from when, I was, when I'm becoming a lawyer. Uh, okay, so wait. <laughs> you're worried about how much you're spending on food, but you have already pre-ordered business cards. What are the, What's on these business cards? You don't have a job yet. Yeah, you're not going to, like... Is it just your personal information? Your home phone number and address? Are these What's for her on to, those fucking cards? Are these for her to get a job? Like are these she's calling cards? These? Maybe. Like, what is... Oh. You, know, we know, you know, we don't have calling cards anymore because we have cell phones and smartphones and it's the future. Right. But wouldn't it be great if we still had calling cards? A little personal card you gave someone. Hey, you, we just mad. You don't have my phone number. Instead of me putting in your phone, here's my calling card. It's my name and number on it. It's a personal thing to you. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but I don't know what Marsha's game is. No, like, this far in advance, worrying about how much you're spending on food, she's ordered a box of personalized business cards. Maybe that's where your money's going. You're buying personalized business cards that you don't need. Or taking Heather shopping willy-nilly just so you can talk to her and try to uh, get her to not go buy another alias mm. for like a month that she would even be doing that. Mm. And even if it's stuck, Bianca's not a bad name. No, it's a great name. It's a wonderful name. Fuck you, Marsha. So, but Lynn throws out an interesting um, tidbit about these cards, Brad, and I think you hit on it in the summary. Yeah, um, she's she's using her maiden name. Huh. Also, because clearly, once she gets this degree, she is jumping out of this family. I think when she, when Belvedere said that, me and Brad looked at each other like, "Oh my fucking Belvedere!" Yeah, we we called it. She has no intention on staying with George and these fucking kids. As soon as she gets that degree, as soon as she gets a job that she can support herself, outskis. Mm-hmm. Done. She's already had the cards printed to prove it. So of course, uh, Marcia scrambles and is like, "Oh well, I I got these made for when I become a lawyer." You know, it's different because. Yeah, it's totally uh, different. Because yeah, I'm a lawyer and I, for business. And why, why would business-wise, would you not want to be associated with the name Owens? Hmm. As well as, like, George, oh, George is a famous person. Like, the, as they keep telling us. Well, maybe George He's like a local around. celebrity. So wouldn't that help? I mean, it couldn't hurt that he's he's on television news. That's not going to hurt you. No. I mean, if they if someone personally knew George, I guess that could hurt you. But otherwise, I think it only helps. This is, She would only be doing this... If she's planning on leaving the family. Case closed. <laughs> Your Honor, I rest my case. <laughs> we need to just start talking about Marsha with only law speak. Yes. So that case is closed. Booker. Um, so, of course, she comes around and she's like, Look, Heather, the reason I want you to keep your name is because your father arbitrarily named you when you came out. And, um, I guess I love you or something. They hug. It doesn't It doesn't seem to be really resolved. No, it's never really resolved. Like, I feel like Heather's still telling her friends to call her Bianca. 
at the at the end of the episode, Belvedere's writing in his journal, and he seems to be speaking as if it's from the future, mm-hmm. and but not like future future, but like <laughs> in a few weeks. In the year 2525, Heather and Whistling T are still alive. Um, they're being hunted by, by a strange clown man. <laughs> and they're searching for the voice. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's like a few days or a few weeks. And he's saying, like, you know, everything uh, worked out between Marsha and Heather. Heather went by Bianca for a while, and now she's back to Heather. No big deal. So that's kind of how that is done. That's yeah. a weird, but it's really a second story to the actual plot, which yes. is where the title of the episode comes from, The Triangle. The Triangle. Wesley T is going to detention on purpose three days in a row. Mm. Why? Because he's got a crush on the teacher, which I get. She's kind of foxy. Definitely. Yeah. Um, when he walks in for the first time, I guess he's like, who the fuck is this bitch? Because he's used to some other dude right. teacher being there who's easily like manipulated and not really aware of his surroundings. And she turns around, and he's like, well, wait a minute, who's this? What's this about? What's this gorgeous vision in front of me? Hmm. So, yeah, he starts a food fight to get back in there to see her. He even volunteers to, um... I'm making, I'm miming the hand motion right now, because I'm ready to just beat erasers to get the chalk out. Yeah. Um, because he might love her. He might love her. He may be experiencing love for the first time. She is the first one that's given him that, that tingling feeling inside. And but he comes he comes at Belvedere with that because eventually I think that the jig's up at some point and like she's gonna come over to the house at some well point. Kevin Kevin um goes to pick Wesley up Ooh. from detention because three times in a row they're like well what is yeah. happening Marsha's very busy um <laughs> waiting on her ruining Heather's life yes. and waiting on those business yeah, cards yeah waiting on those business so cards intercept those life. business cards really so um, no one else sees yeah and snacking she's probably doing a lot of snacking. Um, also complaining, objecting, um, doing that kind of shit. So, of course, she sends um, Kevin to pick up Wesley T from detention. Uh, there seems to be a little bit... There's a, there's a tiny bit of conversation between Wesley... I mean, between Kevin and the teacher. I guess that's enough. Well, yeah, he come. It's very it's very subtly acted, I guess, especially for given the show. But, mm-hmm. like, he's like, okay, you know, I'm Kevin. And she's all, hey, I'm the teacher. I don't remember her name. Um, she's older than him by at least four years, mm-hmm. given what I'm assuming yeah. it takes to get through to become a, a detention teacher. <laughs> I have no yeah. idea, but she, yeah. But she's been through college, so right. if most, at most they're four or five, maybe three years apart, doesn't matter. Sure. But that's enough to where she's interested. So Wesley T is super excited. Um, apparently he, he his, the teacher is coming, is going to come to the house. Yeah. And he's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I gotta go take a bath. So Wesley comes down, he's like wearing, he's wearing like a bow tie. Like he is dressed in the nines. Slacks, nice shoes. He's like, oh my God, this is my chance. Teacher's going to come talk to the parents about my terrible behavior, but I'm going to make a good impression. Levels with Belvedere. Like, look, I love an older woman and I do not know how this goes, but I'm going to follow it. Are those daffodils in the vest? Let me grab those really quick. I'm going to take these to her because I think I hear her knocking now. Belvedere, don't worry about it. I'm a kid. Uh, of co- we're going to find a way to make it work. Is that what love's about? I'm Wesley T. I'll figure this shit out. Yeah. Do not worry. I was running a racket a few weeks ago from our living room. <laughs> Made hundreds. Installed so, that phone line. <laughs> Belvedere, I got this. So Wesley T goes to the door, answers it. It's Teach. What's up, Teach? Hey, why don't you come sit down? Well, I'm having, Mr. This is Mr. Belvedere. He's my butler. He'll take your coat. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm Wesley, I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to be staying that long. Oh, really? What? Where are we going? <laughs> where, are we, where are we leaving to? Kevin, you, Bell. Kevin rolls in. He's like, so, hey, are you ready to go? <gasps> what? Wesley T is stricken with shock. Destroyed. <laughs> Chaos. Worlds are falling. 
Belvedere puts his hand to his mouth like, oh shit. And they leave. They, like, leave. they really do leave quickly. Yeah, they do. I do give that at least to Kevin because he doesn't want to hang around like, all right, let's leave. Wesley T, stunned in silence, looks at Belvedere in silence, hands him the daffodils, slowly walks up the stairs to his room. We Ooh. know he's contemplating. Drums. High drums. The date goes well, I guess. Indeed. So well that the next night he has another date. Uh, Belvedere's trying to get Wesley out of the house. He's like, hey, let's go to the movies. Uh, how's that sound? Why? Why are we trying to get me out of the house? Well, you know, is it is Kevin got another date? Is she coming over here? Or are they going to be here in our house on our couch? Well, maybe. Where are my cartoons? <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> This is fucking bullshit. He's no brother of mine. Stealing my lady. So, I don't. I've never understood the whole calling dibs on someone, even on, on any on any yeah. f- level of where that might be. Because well, it's so territorial and it's gross. Weird and and gross. We'll get to more of that on Saved by the Bell. Um, Terror. So Belvedere talks to Kevin for a second about it. And, Kevin's like, what's the deal? He's a child. It's all, whatever, we'll talk about it. They talk about it. Wesley T disowns Kevin. Yes. And swears that that, um, um, something's going to go down. Like, basically, the gauntlet has been thrown. So. May the best man win. So, yeah. So, Wesley T's a little scary at this point. Um, Belvedere even says, hey, Kevin, maybe maybe think about this because you don't know if he's going to cut your brakes or not. Yeah. It's time for, for her to come over. Um, and Kevin's like, hey, Belder, I thought you I thought you and Wesley were leaving before now. Well, I can't find Wesley. He's gone missing. Oh, fuck. Ring, ring, ring. It's a telephone. <laughs> Thank you. I was confused. I thought it might have been a trolley. <laughs> All aboard. But clang, clang, clang goes the trolley. Exactly. That's how you know the difference. Ring, yeah. ring, ring goes the bell. Yeah. It could be attached to a trolley or a telephone. Or a phone. I was, I was hoping those context clues of us talking about Belvedere would... But I just wanted to make sure. I'm sorry. Alexander Graham Bell. All right. So... That's my nickname. <laughs> hey, baby, call me Graham Bell. So, the phone rings. Who is it? It's the police! Oh, no. Wesley, you've been caught doing crimes! They gotta get to the station. Gotta get to that station. <laughs> Got to. Belvedere grabs Kevin and Kevin's like, Well, she's my date's gonna be here any moment. Teach is gonna be here. Belvedere says, quit calling her teach, that's weird, and we're leaving. <laughs> so they, they rush down to the station. As they're leaving, uh, Wesley T. rolls down the stairs, looks out the window, and says, that was easy enough. Amazing. Now, in my mind, I was thinking maybe like he had actually just picked up a phone and was like doing a fake voice. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Like, um, yes, sir, Wesley T. has been arrested for crime. <laughs> a fake voice. Yes, this is Wesley T. <laughs> this is Wesley T. I will be your reckoning. <laughs> so, yes. It was all a scam. Wesley hired a bum at the, at the public library to call. Amazing. I love, like, the the, the level of detail that goes into his, his antics. Don't come between Wesley T and anything. No. So, um, Teach shows up. Knock, knock, knock. That's her knocking at the door. <laughs> yes! Good job! Got it! Context clues. Um... <laughs> Knocks at the door, then opens the door. Yeah, just comes in. Kevin? Kevin? Oh, bitch, why are you opening the fucking door? She's eager. That is weird. That is weird. That is so weird. Alex, what if I just walked into your place one day? Because oftentimes I will I will knock for like 5, 10, 15 minutes, 
and you just don't hear because you're in the back and you don't hear. Um, like, what if I just rolled in and I was like, hey, Alex? It would be hard because unlike most people I know, I am avidly on top of locking everything down. You are. Like, we're on lockdown right now. Immediately. Like, when you walk in the door, you lock it up. Got to. You don't know what's going to happen. I like it. It's nighttime. Lock it up. You used to just leave your door open when you were inside your apartment. And I was like, dude, what the fuck is wrong? I've never seen why people leaving their doors unlocked. Ever. But it's daytime. What is somebody? Yeah. Is somebody just going to walk into my apartment while I'm sitting there watching television? I don't know. You just just said, what if you did it to me? And I was like, well, that's actually a... that's something that might happen. I, aside from this episode of Mr. Belvedere, I've never seen this happen before. People just walking into people's places. If it ever happened once, I would murder the person, and then I would, yes, lock all of my doors. <laughs> Unfortunately, I would be locked inside with I, a dead body. I, I have been in, in situations where I've knocked on doors, and a voice from inside has said, come in, and I'm always hesitant about that. Ugh. I'm like, no. That's gross. I mean, I know the people who it is, yeah, but at the same still, time, I'm like, I come in. But no, answer the door. Is this a trap? I, is Where's it, your footman? <laughs> yeah, it's. Don't you have a Belvedere or a Charles? Yeah. Like, who's gonna answer the door? So she comes in, kind of like Kevin. Where's it? Where are you at? I guess he let her know that they'd be have the home alone, because um, of course Marsha and Heather are out at the mall. Candlelit dinner at the table. Flowers. In comes little Wesley T. Like a two liter of root beer. Oh hey babe, what's up? Hey, I got us some root beer. I hope you don't mind. It's so, a it's a seventy one. Hope you like root beer. Love that dress, by the way. She's like, oh hi Wesley, where's where's your brother Kevin? Who? Oh, he, oh I don't have a brother anymore. Oh, sorry, he won't be joining us this evening. I disowned him. And at that point, red alert goes off in her mind because she's like, oh yeah. fuck, he killed his brother. The yeah. family, because because she knows she she senses the evil that she's resides seen in him his boy. in detention every day this week. It's not, come on, it's not that far afield. If you look at his fucking record, hmm. Um, yeah, Kevin ha- uh, had other business to attend to. Um, if you'd like to sit down, um, we could have some fun of our own. I got some uh, mac, what is it? Oh, it like beefaroni? I got some beefaroni cooking in the Oof. microwave if you want to sit down. Let me take that jacket. Yikes. Do a turn for us. Damn. Oof. Hope you enjoy those flowers. <laughs> Just trying to mac, and he can't because he's a child, he's obviously. He's a child. But she's... She's assuming that there's something else going on. Like, yeah. at this point, she's not super suspect. She sits down and's like, all right, okay, whatever. She's playing along. She's, she's playing along. I mean, what else is she going to do? She's waiting on Kevin. So, oh, well, trust. You know, whatever. Plus, that act could fall on her next. I mean, right. Uh, luckily, Belvedere and Kevin roll into that this second. They're like, whoa, whoa, Wesley T., what the hell is that scheme? Those cops said they never even heard of you. Belvedere's like, oh, I told them they will. Just give them some time. What? Because he's a murderer. He's a sociopath. Ah, Kevin all. Wesley's confused. Why are you guys back so soon? And then there's like a weird fighting match where they play tug of war. I will say this, when um, earlier when Kevin and Wesley T um, had a talking to about him dating Teach, mm-hmm. Kevin did say something a little weird, like, oh, we can share her. Yeah. Which wasn't supposed to be taken like Wesley T took it. Right. He meant like, she can be your teacher and my girlfriend. Why does it have to be? That's kind of weird that we need to draw these lines, but fair yeah. enough. So Wesley T brings that up to where the teacher's eyes get big. Like, what do you mean you can share me? <sighs> Kevin's like, let's go out to dinner. Um, Wesley T pulls the card like, well, why do you seem she just want to go out to dinner with you? She's having dinner with me. Maybe we should let her decide. Maybe she's old enough to make her... All right, Kevin, let's go. He's like, no, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> Yee. Poor little fella. They leave. Devastated. Indeed. Uh, Belvedere tries to eat some of the uh, beefarino or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> Chili Mac. 
Um, and that beefarino. He's like, you know, she doesn't know what she's missing. Leslie Boy. T's like, I'm done with whatever. Fuck it. Wanders off. So a little while later, Kevin comes back from his date. He seems somewhat depressed, as Kevin usually is coming back from a date. Elvedere's like, back so soon. Maybe you should go talk to the little guy. He's like, oh, I guess. Might as well. Ugh. Goes outside. There's Wesley T. Oh, man. He is just inebriated on root beer. Oh, he he drank that whole two liter by himself. Drank a whole two liter of root beer. He's no. courting a coma any second. Definitely. Throws the bottle out and hits a cat randomly. To where he says sorry. That, that was a weird addition of... Yeah, that was bizarre. So uh, Kevin's like levels and he's like, listen, Leslie, I'm sorry you were upset, but this shit happens. Um, but as usual, she broke up with me. And it's kind of your fault. She said things were getting too weird. True. Which they are. Super weird. Like crazy weird. Super fucking weird. But normally it would be at least another two days before things got weird. And, but that's what Wesley T. brings to this. Yeah. He, he will ruin a relationship two dates earlier. Yeah. Kevin's like, well, you know, hey, would have happened anyway. It always does for me. Mm, that's sad. Get some confidence, boy. Yeah. So Wesley T.'s like, hey, sorry. Well, hey, by the way, you're still my brother. Yeah, best oh, brothers forever. We're family. That's pretty much it. That's I mean, Belvedere writes about it in his journal. Belvedere writes in his journal. He's talking about um, Heather changing her name. He's like... I can't believe anyone would want to change their name. I mean, why wouldn't you love your name? I love my name. <gasps> Wait, my name's Lynn. Maybe I'd be better as a Steven. Or a Spike. How about a Biff? Or a Biff. Biff! I could be a time traveler and cause mischief throughout time. I also love that he says all this sitting at his desk. He turns the light out and in a pitch black room, there's like a beat of pause. And then he turns his light back on and then says, Wait a minute, my name's Lynn. <laughs> like... This is the first time I think that we've seen Belvedere be kind of actually crazy yeah. ever. Because well, who just sits at their desk in a pitch black room? Also, he's looking directly into the yes. camera at that point. Yes. Or as we suspect, he's looking at the seal. Yeah. Or possibly the taxidermied um, remains of the seal. <laughs> we also forgot to mention that while he was writing the journal, he uh, mentioned that Wesley T's heart had been healed. That he has now been faking illnesses to get in to see the new nurse. I'm assuming he's just as hot as a teach. Yes. And that's Belvedere. That's Belvedere. You remember when we watched the Charles in Charge episode that was similar to this, when Charles was dating the teacher? Yeah. I can't remember that. I mean, because that was so long ago now. Yeah, it's been some time. So far removed. I mean, I still remember the, the lessons we gleaned from mm -hmm. Charles in Charge. Yes. And I often incorporate them into my summer camp um, experiences. You have to. But it's rare that I'll ever... I mean, I don't know how that would actually correlate in a real-life situation for me now, other than, I don't know, maybe one of the, the kids in one of my cabins like has a crush on another counselor that I start dating. I don't know. That's weird, but now I'll know what to do. Drums. He'll be ready. Now I'll know not to make to make sure it doesn't get weird. Mm -hmm. You gotta stop that shit at the beginning. No sharing. No sharing. No sharing. The first thing... The first mistake you make is sharing. <laughs> Sharing means caring. Yeah. So who won and who lost? I think Heather won. Hmm. She did get to go by Bianca for a minute. Yeah. Her steadfast fuck you, Marsha. Marsha got taken down got a through. got taken down a peg. Always a great thing. Um, I mean, Kevin once again didn't get the girl. Wesley fuck. didn't get the girl. You think Kevin lost this episode? Oh gosh. He did kiss the teacher at one point. He did. I think to Wesley... Which she said, I give that an A+. I think Wesley lost more than Kevin. I mean, at least True. Kevin got a couple of dates. Wesley T just got his tiny little heart broken. True. Plus he went through that whole thing of root beer, mm. all that effort with the beefaroni. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, I hate to say it, but Wesley T. May have lost. Wesley T. lost. Let's give Kevin a break for a week. (laughs) (laughs) Heather wins. Wesley T. lost. Huh. There you go. Nice. That's Belvedere. Still trucking, though. I can't wait to see the next step. Well, Alex, uh, we've only got two more chances. Two more tomorrows? Just stand on the edge. Two more tomorrows to stand on the edge. Let's check in with those crazy, crazy... Crazy fucking kids and say by the bell, the college years. I'm standing at the edge of tomorrow, and it's all up to me how far I go. I'm standing at the edge of tomorrow. Alex, you have a wonderful chore ahead of you. Um, you're gonna be summarizing the episode, Marry Me. <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, bell, bells are hard to summarize to begin with, but... This is a... Guys, this is a major mythology episode. <laughs> really, if you're interested in the canon of Saved by the Bell and the mythology of its characters, this is going to be a major one to, to check off your list. <laughs> Listen, let me, let me give you just a second. Sure. If you went to the writer's room that I'm sure actually existed, um, this would just be a, this episode would just be a big circle on a whiteboard. <laughs> All working towards this. Oh my god! And you will go in three, two, one, go. Guys, we all know that Slater and Alex's relationship was rocky from the start, but a new girl named Christy throws it into a muck when her and Slater go on a kind of quasi-date? Christy's a, it's a savvy Christy. Um, they kiss, and uh, Leslie Romney sees everything. They try to keep this from Alex because it's going to break her heart, but they can't stop the inevitable. Slater and Alex break up in this episode on the deck of a cruise ship. What? Kelly and Zach are getting a little too close, and Grand Moff Tarkin's not having it. So she tries to split them by giving Kelly a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to go cruising on a first semester in the Mediterranean. Zach doesn't want this to happen, unless he's by her side, so he tries to trick Screech into giving up his spot with Lasky uh, on the cruise ship. But uh, Screech will not be too uh, threatened by shark attacks. Um, uh, Zach kind of is the worst because he's super controlling on Kelly and he asks Kelly to marry him to try to save uh, their relationship. Kelly has to think about it, which means no, pass. Um, Zach tries some more tactics, but they don't work. But what does work is when he apologizes to her on the deck of the cruise ship before it leaves. Kelly, I'm sorry. And she says, Zach, I'm sorry. I want to I want to marry you and live with you forever and love you. And they're like, fuck, let's get off this boat. Let's get married. And that's the cliffhanger at the end of this episode of fucking Saved by the Bell. One minute, 20 seconds. Yes! Victory is mine! I'm a hero! <laughs> well done. I'm a hero! <laughs> Yeah. I, I In my mind, I was like, do not spend so much time on the Alex and Slater stuff, even though you want to talk about that the most. Do not Don't talk about that for a long time. And I went for 23 seconds or 26 seconds on it. Some, hey, I listen, meant that to be 15. Alex, in my mind, it was 10 seconds, and I have the rest of the time to talk listen, about the cruise. Listen, you're passionate. You're passionate. That's what makes for good podcasting. It's okay. That's that's what the listeners are listening for. For passion. That passion isn't gonna win me the game. Right? Passions, passions. The the soap opera passions. <laughs> like what are we talking? Yes, we're talking about the soap opera passions. Surprise, guys. After after saving the bell, we're gonna skip to passions before we go. <laughs> and it's my love for that. Um, mm. <laughs> like short-lived soap <laughs> opera that I have on VHS. 
that yes. really brings that energy that you hear in my voice. We're or... gonna, what we're going to do is we're going to do half Passions and half Port Charles. <laughs> we're just going to... Paranormal just, month yeah, on yeah, Ryan oh, yeah, Jack. Yeah. We should do that for Halloween. Mm. We should do an Alfio Passions and an Alfio um, Port Charles for Halloween. Oh, Guys, Port Charles was my jam, but only before it went paranormal. When it first started, it was just like murder mystery shit and espionage. That was badass. That makes sense with your love for uh, Baywatch Nights. Yes. Because that's how that show started. Exactly. Of course, how do you... What the fuck? Yeah, it is kind of crazy, isn't it? Hey, Port Charles. Why are you trying to steal Baywatch Nights game? If I had known about Baywatch Nights, I would have loved that. Instead of this, Port Charles, why are you going to play games? But they did it backwards. Port Charles was good before it went paranormal. <laughs> Baywatch was good after it went paranormal. Was Teague just as mysterious? And by that, I mean kind of weird. And what are you doing, Teague, in the first season of Baywatch Nights as well? There is no Teague in the first season. There isn't. I'm no. sorry. I forgot about yeah. that. Different guy. Teague was poisoning roses and flowers in some other part of the country during yeah. that. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, um... I almost said Baywatch Nights the College Years. <laughs> so Baywatch Nights the College, <laughs> so Nights, the college Years. Mitch um, is, <laughs> is intrigued by this thing called lifeguarding. Wasn't sure if it's something he wants to dedicate his life to. <laughs> Meanwhile, Angie Harmon is seeking amateur junior science classes <laughs> while throwing tarot cards at night? Huh? Hmm. <laughs> In an episode called Marry Me. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, Say by the Bell. Where? I think it starts with them making out. They're watching a movie. That's like a romance movie. Yes. Slater's in the back like, fuck this rom-com, pumping iron. Yeah. She's like, ooh, ooh, mm, pumping iron in the back. Um, Screech, Leslie Romney, and Alex are three peas in a pod crying on the couch. Oh, not just them. Also, I forgot Mike was there. You can't forget about Mike Wall of acting Rogers. This is one of our last chances. We'll get to talk about him. Oh, Mike, I'm my gonna, bad. I'm going to miss him. Well, you know where he's at. I know. He's up in Cleveland, just a few hours away. He's, we'll be there. He's waiting for us there, hey, Brad. Bob, we're, we're coming. We're coming for you, Bob. <laughs> we ain't coming for you. We're coming, we're coming for because you. of we're you. We're coming for you. We'll put a camera up your nose. <laughs> Mike will be there. We're coming to your house. We're coming to your house. <laughs> so they're all crying on the couch. Zach and Kelly can't be bothered because they're sucking face. They are yes. just at each other, like, in a way. And Kelly's looking good, by yes, the way. Yes, she is. This is, I think this is peak Tiffany Amber Thiessen hotness. Hmm. I well, think we've that's debatable. Um, but as far as the Save by the Bell goes, definitely. Yeah. Um, damn, looking good. Um, but in this whole episode, they do a lot of interesting stuff with, like, just solid black. Like, solid colors mixed with something else. Because she's wearing, like, a solid color black kind of shirt mm-hmm. uh, those denim jeans even if they're high doesn't matter because they look good on her and I think she's wearing stockings or something yes yes she looking is looking good girl well done defo um, Zach and them like there's a movie over oh hmm. oh it started huh hmm. huh I'm just caught up in this movie this Whoa. romance between us this drama is right here so wow. Slater's like god damn it it's over awesome I wish I had more action and explosions in it Alex is like oh Slater um foreshadowing that's not the key to a relationship. They're already kind of fighting over movies. Not going to last long. Slater's like, who wants to eat pizza? And everyone wants to go. Except Kelly and Zach. Who Ke- Kelly's, Kelly's like, like, um, well, Zach, yeah, we could go with them to get pizza. Or we could stay here and have this place all to ourselves and stay here at the fuck couch. <laughs> Zach looks at the camera, uh, us as the audience, as God powers, and says, that's a no-brainer. Fuck couch. Because I'm standing on the edge of the fuck couch. <laughs> Yes. Standing on the edge of the... I've never seen such a view before. <laughs> um, so that's happening. 
they um after that after the credits mm-hmm. i honestly okay i think that is when they're making out in the um cafeteria or student lounge or at the falcon's nest falcon's nest all these episodes we've done this and i still can't remember the falcon's nest um before grand moff tarkin rolls in and it's like oh gross kids why y'all kissing all the time bitch mind your own business what is it with everybody getting everybody else's shit this week Stop it. Yeah. And Zack and Kelly are like, whatever. Well, good news. The Empire has decided. Kelly, uh, there's been an opening in the the Seabound Scholar Program semester. Seabound? Seabound semester. You'll be going to a cruise to Alderaan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? For a whole semester? Yes, for three months. Since when is three months a semester? I'm guessing it's just the, for the summer. Summer semester? You know, I don't really... I guess it may be. Yeah. Uh, maybe for a half. Well, it also depends on whether they're on quarters versus semesters. They say semester specifically, but this is also um, California State University Tech Community College thing for them. So I don't That's know true. what rules are and Saved by the Bell universe. I'm just going to assume it's the they're coming towards the end of their first actual year in college... And now it's about to be the summer break. So I'm... Do you think they had shorter semesters in the early 90s? A three because months three months isn't that off. Like, four months is pretty solid. I mean, I guess if it is quarters, I guess Let's say you start in the middle of January, then you have February, March, April. So that's four, and then you get off, like, super early May. If you get off the first week of May, that's roughly four weeks. So three wouldn't be that much of a stretch. Okay. All right. All right. Three months. Pushing on the ocean. Uh, but it also, like... Oh. So Zach is immediately like, whoa, oh... Grandma, of, of course, well, I think I can speak for Kelly when we say, oh, uh, the little lady's going to be staying with me because I'm a man. Kelly's like, no, of course I'm going. Obviously, come on. It's it's like a trip to Alderaan. Like, she says, Kelly speaks for Kelly, Zach. Thanks. But I'm definitely going to hook up with the Imperials and go to Alderaan. I mean, come on. Seriously. So, Zach is immediately... uh, So, now we have our problem for the... uh, Yeah, red alert. Your girl's going off. And Zach is freaking the fuck out. It's three months. Dude, if your relationship can't last three months, you don't have a relationship, dog. Yeah. And and let's... Again, yes, she had had a Lasky lapse. Yeah. Granted. Who doesn't have a Lasky lapse, Who doesn't? Yes, she had a Jeff lapse. But for other than that... You guys have kind of been banging it out forever. On the since, regs. This since you were a freshman in high school. She came to college for you. So you've got five years pretty much invested in this. Uh, do you think three months is going to be such a big deal? I mean, I know when you Kelly around a fuck tree, like, all rules are out the window. But come on. Though really, when you think about it, the fact that they are just college freshmen, assuming they started dating like freshman year of high school is when first season of Saved by the Bell is, that's it's not really that long. She was a new student then too, so I mean, so they transferred there, so they've only known each other for four years ish, yeah. maybe five ish. Five, five this. at this point, yeah. They've been through a lot of ups and downs though. I True. mean, he has been to her father's or grandfather's Hawaiian. Yeah. These um, are those are fi- those are five important years. It's yeah. it's 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 quality time, not necessarily, not necessarily quantity time. And that whole time, they had like an awesomely progressive for the '80s and early '90s relationship where it was really open. 
Because mm. let's not forget that he hooked up with that Karosi girl. Yes. And of course, the Hawaiian family that's still waiting oh. with bated breath by the fucking ocean. Gosh, what are they going to say? I mean, are they, are they going to come in the next episode and be like, Zach, you can't marry her? What about I would us? give anything. It was like, if anyone here would object, Miss Karosi stands up, I object. But then the Hawaiian family rolls in. We no. object. New daddy, what are you doing? And then Slater stands up, I object. Huh? I mean... And then Belding stands up. <laughs> hey, 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 I object. I'm trying to think of Belding catchphrases because I think he would stand up and just say one of yeah. those, like, all right, or whatever it was. Like, I don't really remember any Belding catchphrases now. I just, I mean, hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, hey. hey, 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 hey. If anyone's going to say anything about this, it's me. I mean, you're my kids. You're still doing that? How'd you get to Vegas, Belding? How did you even know this was happening? Leprechaun told me. What? <laughs> yeah. I got one of his coins. I get to make wishes now. Oh, okay. We're playing by Leprechaun 3 rules. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm okay with that. So, Zach, his new mission is to either get Kelly to not go on the cruise. Mm-hmm. Fails. She's like, Zach, fuck you. I'm going to go on this cruise. It's yeah. a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Duh. Yeah. So, his next objective is, I've got to be on that cruise ship with her. Right. He needs to open up a spot. Yes. He goes to Lasky, his buddy and pal. Lasky, give me a reference. Sorry, Zach. I already gave away my reference. So, you're only allowed to give one reference? Lasky is. I, I mean, Lasky's on thin ice because he was dating a student and... And, he, and, party and they he, keep catching him sleeping in his office. Yeah, I mean, he... Well, living in his office. Well, I know. Um, so Lasky says, no, I've already given my recommendation to someone and I'm not going to tell you who it is so you can't play mind games on them and get that ticket because I know how you operate, Mr. Morris. Well, who is it? Door slings open. Hey, everybody, it's Screech. Who else did you think it was? <laughs> and Lasky's like, fuck Screech. And Zach's like, Yes! Yes! <laughs> I'm going on a cruise to the Mediterranean. I mean, to Alderaan. If there's one thing I've learned in the past five years, or, well, I guess longer than that because they were in middle school together. If there's one thing I've learned in the last eight years, it's how to take advantage of my best friend. And he basically says something along that line. He's like, yeah. what? Oh, either screw for my best friend and a chance to, to, to go on a cruise around the world? <laughs> meet Kelly on the fuck deck? Or have Kelly no on, brainer. Or me and Kelly on the fuck deck with her in a string bikini? Come on. No fucking brainer. <laughs> See his screech. See a best friend of eight years? <laughs> Alex, I would never screw you over to go on a cruise. friend. Though when I see that child left in my front doorstep in a basket that says, Off to Mexico. Late. Farewell. <laughs> Little. This is different. <laughs> Goodbye, Kermit Bertacomus. <laughs> I don't want to go by Kermit anymore. He becomes a middle schooler. What do you want? You want to go by Bertacomus? Like, come on. I want to go by Balky. All right. You write me a letter. I have to come in. All right. I'm not dead. Son. What? Son, you have to go by your name. <laughs> but father, why? Because if you don't, I'll kill myself for real. You'll have to feel that tor- torment all over again. I'm sorry. I won't do it. I won't do it. That's right. You won't. All right, Kermit. Now get on that bus. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your lunch, pal. Good luck on the first day of fifth grade. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Goodbye, Kermit. Here's your Muppets lunchbox. <laughs> They're going to make fun of that kid so bad. Oh. <laughs> Never see you again. Farewell. Goodbye. <laughs> Face glued to the back of the bus window looking at you just like, wait a minute. <laughs> So many questions I wanted to ask. We're just laughing. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm in Um, yeah. Okay. So, so thank you for never trying to screw me over in yeah. this capacity, though. Yeah. I really appreciate that. I mean, I'm not gonna say there aren't capacities in which I would like screw you over for 
for really small potatoes, like, <laughs> but but on this one, I just like I, I'm cruising. Eh, you wouldn't want to leave on a cruise boat anyway. Even if it was up into like whether it was to the Arctic, which I don't even know if they have Arctic cruises, they or do. even if it was like cruises around Alaska, mm -hmm. I don't think you would. I don't know if that would be your thing. I don't know. I kind of think it would. Really, an Alaskan cruise? Yeah. Well, it's cold, so I know you would love that. Defo. All right, big boats. I don't know. I just I find the idea of boat travel fun and and adventuresome because it's like easy adventure. It's just like you're just kind of hanging out. It's just <laughs> relaxing. It's like a hotel but in water. It's a floating hotel. Yeah. That can withstand hurricane strength winds. Yeah. I mean, nothing's really gonna knock you over. Right. And again, my dream my dream vacation is to like just like randomly drive off into the middle of nowhere and just stay at a random hotel and just you know get shit done and relax. Oh, no. well, that's a horror movie, Stark friend. But uh, that's... could we do Ramjack? Well, that being said, we should try to do Ramjack at some point on a cruise ship because I think we... that would actually be a fun time. Oh my gosh, Ramjack in the high seas. Ramjack in the high seas. Oh, we my... record an episode every day. We're there, mm -hmm. or maybe every other day, about our experiences on the cruise ship. Day 13, dysentery's taking over. <laughs> Ramjack in the case of dysentery. Ramjack. Ramjack on the Oregon Trail. <laughs> we should do more themed art episodes. Yes. I like that. We should go on a train, which I know we can do, actually, mm. in the short term. We should do Ramjack from a train, we should do Ramjack from the high seas. I like it. Then it's Ramjack from space. Absolutely. We'll go to Virgin Mobile, we'll get it going. Ramjack, zero Gs. <laughs> yes! Whoa, we're floating around without gravity and doing a podcast! And we're finally on the last episode of Perfect Strangers. We've come a long way, friend. From ground to orbit. We did it! Yes! All that to say, Zach's still working on a terrestrial level. Zach is trying to get on that cruise ship. Yes. So he's scheming to get Screech out there. He replaces slides because they have this big kind of like orientation about this is what you do on your semester abroad. Which, by the way, they're leaving like the next day. Kind of weird. It's like, so uh, let's tell you what this is going to, let's give you a program so you can see what this is going to be like tomorrow when you get on the boat to go spend three months sailing the all over Rome and the world. Kelly is up already. Um, replacing Zach. Zach rolls in and she's chatting up with another dude, laughing. The other dude is almost kind of territorial with her too. Yeah. Kind of weird and gross. Oof. Zach's more territorial. This is my girlfriend. Alright, dog. Calm down. Yeah, dude. Chill. I mean, it's not like you're not going to see her for three months and my room is like right beside hers and we already kind of have a connection or whatever. Isn't that so funny? He's going to be right next to me. Ah! Creepy. I don't know if Kelly has like a creepy register or she is no. playing dumb and is just being really super smart. Who knows? It could be Savvy Kelly. Who knows? Savvy Kelly. But Zach has uh, pl replaced some of the slides with tragic um, depictions of cruises gone wrong. Yes. Pirate ridden ships, ships cut in half by icebergs, maybe. Ships on Sharks fire. in the water, dolphins laughing. Mmm. It's a terrifying ordeal. And of course, Screech freaks out. He's like, listen, I can't do this. I'm out skis. Goodbye. Zach rolls up, hey, Grand Moff Tarkin, so, uh, looks like Screech isn't going to Alderaan. Maybe just maybe you could slide me in that spot? I can get a, I can get a recommendation from Lasky. No. A recommendation from the Emperor wouldn't get you on that Imperial Star Destroyer, Zach. Whoa! Why the fuck not? <laughs> I really think it comes down to her saying, I just don't like you, right? Yeah. I mean, it's she's, that easy. She's like, sorry, yes, you, yeah, you have all the qualifications, except the character portion. Whoa. Basically, fuck you. Yeah. 
Which, alright, I mean, Zach has been scheming this entire time, but also, bitch, you can't make those calls like that. Yeah. That's kind of not cool. This, I really feel like this is just, like, her vacation. It really is. Like, she, this is her way to get a, a school-funded vacation. Hmm. I also like to think that if Saved by the Bell, the college years had gone another season, mm-hmm. or five, that the next season would have been them on the high seas. Like, yeah. I really wanted all of them to wind up on the cruise ship together. It would have been, some, it would have been like the Karosi arc, or one of those, yeah. just like a weird little off. Yeah, definitely. They never went to a summer camp, though. That's the only thing I really mm-hmm. wish they had done. Um, so, Zach's devastated. Also, really quick, back when he was trying to convince Screech not to go, he also in- incorporated... Um, what was that guy's name? Some random hippie slash surf dude, which yeah. may have been the guy who wrote down that message that someone had phoned in mm-hmm. on the inside of his uh, briefs in that um, rave episode. Yeah, yeah. He tried to get him. He tried to get that guy to convince Screech that there was yeah. all kinds of sharks and things in the water, and it was dangerous, and people died. He had a name in this, but I can't remember what it was. Doesn't matter. Um, but it is it is interesting that they brought him back for a brief second. Because they're bringing in Lasky. I'm, I'm expecting to see everyone. Because, it all, it, I mean, the season is winding down. Stingray. Oh, if you can't trust a guy named Stingray to tell you about what it's like on the high seas, then... And that was the guy from the rave. Nice. Because if it hadn't been, that would have been really embarrassing on my part. And spoilers, I think we may see him again next week. Really? Mm-hmm. Nice. We're on the old Stingray arc. Stingray, Stingray. So, Zack... I'm um, sorry. He also played the character Stingray on California Dreams. What? Crossover. We gotta watch California Dreams now. Oh my god. What if What if the other characters made a crossover? Ninety three to ninety five. So he he was playing Stingray. Apparently, I guess Stingray was a character. Um, well, he was a character on four episodes of California Dreams, not from 93, 93, 94, 95, and then we Stingray in college years in 94, just out of nowhere. This guy just goes around playing Stingray all over the place. Hmm. That's a full crossover. I really want to watch those episodes of California Dreams now, just because he's in them. Yeah. I want to, let's follow the Stingray arc. <laughs> let's follow that Stingray. <laughs> he did a cross-series arc. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Interesting, NBC. Hmm. So, Zach has no other options now. He's got to pull out nuclear cards to get Kelly to stay. Yes. Zach, what are you doing? But he goes to Kelly at night, whispering in her ear, wake up, I need to talk to you about something. She's like, Zach, you're going to wake up Alex and freaking Leslie Romney. Bitch, shut up. I don't want you to go on the cruise. I've decided I want to tell you now, don't go on this cruise. Kelly's like, dude, you can't tell me what to do. That's ridiculous. Oh, yeah? But if I was your husband, I could. Marry me. Everyone has that reaction. Guys, me and Brad knew this was coming. But when he says, I want to marry you or let's get married, I my mind exploded. I was like, no. Like, no. As bad as it is that like they're like fucking college freshmen and they're talking about getting married, it's the fact that we need to get married because I'm scared that you're going to go on a cruise and fuck somebody else. It is just territorial douchebagginess. Yeah. It is paranoia and fear. We should get married because of paranoia and fear. Am I just naive in the fact that I think if you're in a relationship with someone like this, you should probably trust them on those things? And if not, and if things do go south, that's fine. Just find someone else. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, am I alone in that? Because I don't like... There's nothing about how Zach is approaching this that I think is good. This is the least healthy thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Like... Like, the fact that, like, they were allowed to put this on television for kids to see and 
possibly view as a role model oh, ideal dude. relationship. And emulate? Yeah, that's not a good Ooh. thing. But a lot of stuff, I guess, from those eras, and even now, is the whole, like, I'm going to keep trying until I get her. And we talked about that on Say by the Bells before. That's no. not a good model for any of that. So Zach pulls that nuclear card. Me and Brad look at each other and go, oh, my God. And then Leslie and Alex raise up out of their beds and look at each other and we're like, what? So everyone in the Ramtech studio is having a panic attack, both digital and <laughs> physically. Yes. And Kelly's like, Zach, we need to, like, whoa, I need to, hmm. Girls, get out. So Alex is like, dude, you should totally marry him. This is romantic. And Leslie Grimes is like, shut up, Alex. You can't marry Zach. He's insanity. It's they get the girls out. fucking insanity. There's some wacky shtick with him listening at the door, and Kelly opens the door, and they fall. Ha, 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 ha. They hold hands and run away. Oh, the worst. Zach takes it to her again. Girl, this just got real. What's your answer? Listen, I need some time to think about this. All right, I'll wait outside. No, 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 no. You just asked me to marry you. This is not how you wait outside for five minutes. Um, you asked me to marry you without a ring. Wait a minute. So, there is an yeah. etiquette. Seriously. If you're gonna try to play this shit, you better play it old-timey shit. You yeah. better be on one knee with a fucking ring. I'm, as much as we are adamantly against this whole thing, as yeah. far as, like, first, way too young to get married. Definitely. Not getting married in the right circumstances. Right. Um, the whole weird power dynamic between what's going on, mm -hmm. gross. Still, if you were gonna try to pull something off like this, get a ring, bro. Yeah. At least make it more romantic. Yeah, because this is just a desperate action. Yeah. And she's gonna see that, dog. Like, she's gonna see you're desperate. Like... It is a clearly desperate action, and it's just, oh. I, and again, how long has her and Lasky been broken up? It I, has to be, like, it, at most two months. Like, at most. It's not far enough gone that this feels like a reasonable decision to be making. But Zach's counting on the fact that Kelly is one in a very large family, never really got that attention from her parents, and he can oh. easily prey on this. He is. He's a terrible human. He really is. So Kelly's like, I'm going to think about this, Zach. I'm sorry. I got to think about it. Well, how long do you need? Three months. You mean just conveniently as long as you're going to be gone? Well, yeah. I guess. I'm not. I'm still going to get on that boat tomorrow. Kelly, don't you understand that I know, I'm not asking you to marry because I want you to marry me. I'm asking you to marry me so you won't go on this stupid cruise and fuck somebody else. Because I don't trust you. I mean, but I need, I need, I can't live without you. I love you. Or, uh, I don't want you to be away. Don't fuck that other guy. <laughs> or any other guy. I'm going to put a ring on you so you can't so it'll be illegal. I don't know if it's illegal to you do know, that. Legal. You can't fuck other people or you die in prison. <laughs> That's the sentence. You will die in prison if you have an Zach, affair. Zach, do you know how... Zach is crazy you, bananas oh, right now. He has lost his goddamn He really has. Mind. So Kelly and him kind of reach the understanding. is like, look, I don't know about any of this. I'm still going to go on the cruise. If you can wait, wait. If not, then all right, whatever. I'm going to get on a boat tomorrow. By the way... Maybe pack? Like, all the shit's still in the room. Like, I don't know. Because it's... So, if this is the end of a semester, um, they're still staying in the dorms. Nothing seems to be packed up. If they're leaving for a three-month cruise, stuff should be packed up. It's like they're planning on leaving for three months and then just coming back to the same room with all their stuff already there. It's a very confusing. It's a weird situation, man. Um... Zach kind of comes to a personal realization that maybe I am the worst and I am being a jerk. That, or he's actually playing another route or card to get Kelly to say yes. I'm kind of thinking that may be the actual thing happening here. But he goes to Screech and apologizes. Screech, I'm sorry I tried to fuck you over on this cruise. I'm glad you're still going. Hey, dude, I got you this book. Now, it looks like a child's book wrapped up in a sleeve that we hastily made on set. I mean, I made earlier. I mean, whatever. 
but it's a book about how to get girls. Now, that's the best thing about traveling abroad, the women, dude. Get ready for that. Screech is super excited. Yeah. That actually does kind of end all right. Because yeah. Zach does kind of apologize and then gives him a book like, dude, pick up women. Yes. That's what I would be doing on there if I wasn't about to marry this girl. Wink, trust. Ooh. I salvaged that in my own power play way. God, so sad. Um, They're on the boat. Um, I want to say... Can, can, can we just think about the fact that, okay, because they are, they are college freshmen. Like, let's just assume, like, let's assume that if, like, Kelly and Screech went off on this cruise... Like, and Screech actually did go and, like, meet, like, a bunch of girls and, like, actually have, like, a great time and, like, see the world and do all this stuff. Um, where Zach is still living in, like, high school glory days of dating Kelly Kapowski, the hot girl. And he's trying to marry her and settle down so he can lock that down. Where Screech is about to start thriving. Now Mm. we know from the future of Saved by the Bell, (laughs) the, the new class, um, and the wedding special coming up that... I guess shit isn't really going to work out that way. But right now from this episode, this is the dynamic. (laughs) If this was reality, Screech would be prepped to move forward into a prosperous life. And Zack would just become more and more pathetic. Well, it really depends. First off, this is totally great for Screech. And the fact that he's getting away from everyone he knew at high school, except for Kelly, who's not going to really spend time with him anyway. Right. So he's going to be making new friends, experiencing the world... Seeing cultures, I mean, he is primed to have a good time and actually grow as a person and or a character on the show. And Zach, while he's infatuated with Kelly now, he's Zach fucking Morris. Yeah. We bring it up constantly, but the family's still waiting in Hawaii. Yeah. In a month, Zach's gonna find another girl, and it's gonna be another... And while they're married, I'm sure Zach's still gonna be doing the same thing. They had an open relationship forever. Definitely. I mean, I don't see why Zach's so controlling. It's weird. Yeah. They're on the cruise deck. Uh, Mike wall acting's there and is like, hey, Kelly, is this the cruise ship? Sorry, Zach was such a jerk. It's totally lame he didn't show up to even, like, help you onto the boat or say goodbye. Well, things ended kind of awkwardly, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, maybe I could use some of my, my, my learning as a longtime student of psychology to explain it. Oh, really? Yeah, he's kind of a jerk. No even attempts at something like uh, like a, a, a skewed Freudian scale of like an id yeah. or like the ego. No kind of actual psychology thing about like, he's just a dum-dum. Boy. So Screech is on board. He's put on like a hundred <laughs> of these little uh, uh, sea nausea um, yeah, patches. patches. You're supposed to wear them behind your ear. I guess this is mm. 90s tech when like... You couldn't just take a pop of Dramamine or something for nausea. He had to put these weird patches behind his ear. He has so many on, he he confuses Leslie Romney's head for like a squash or a kumquat. And he forgets who Mike on the wall of acting is. Yeah, he's completely hallucinating. They're like, we gotta get you off this fucking ship. Sorry, Screech. I'll like, take you home. They beeline him off. They're like, gotta get him to the hospital. Listen, if you, can't, if you can't handle this, then you don't need to be on a cruise, dog. So, it's over. Poor Screech. Um, can we back up and talk oh, about yeah. Slater and Alex? Because we haven't talked about them at all. True. Their story can be summed up pretty quick. Yeah. Outside their outfits, but go ahead. Clearly, the relationship is not, has not been working very well. Mm. So, Slater wants to go to a car show. Alex is like, no, that sounds super lame. I'm not Jay Leno. Why would I want to do that? (laughs) I'm not wearing all denim. Gross. (laughs) So, Slater's like, well, fine. I guess I'll just go myself. Um, By the way, Slater in the first scene is wearing a super giant Jizo cross. It's insanely gross. That must have been a fad in the 90s because everyone wears a fucking Jizo cross. It's huge! 
huge. Like usually it's tucked into his shirt, like you can see the chain, but this one it's all like out and huge and just gross. Um, but this girl over here, Slater, talking about the car show, he's like, I'll go to the car show with you. Aren't you in my history class? Yeah, I'm Christy, and I'm super foxy. <laughs> and she is. Yeah, she, she says the truth. And when you come with that kind of naked, raw truth to someone, it's mm-hmm. hard for them to say no. Fact. So she also blows Slater's minds a lot of other ways, um, with other facts that she knows about cars and she movies knows, or whatever. Yeah, she knows all the car facts. How Brad knows sports facts, she is equally skilled in her knowledge of automotive facts. I would say that is very true. They go to the car show, have a wonderful time. He escorts her back to her dorm room and is like, look, I had a good time. She's like, yeah, we should do it again. You sure don't want to come into my like, dorm room? Like, well, no, I... I know Mike and everyone else on this campus is cool with that kind of weird intrusion of things, but now nah, I'm kind of cool, and I kind of have a girlfriend. She's like, what? <laughs> what fuck do you that. mean? Yeah, fuck that. Here, let me kiss you. Gets all up on him. Like, she gets up in there. Yeah. And Slater... Doesn't seem to mind. No. Meanwhile, guess who's just walked up and witnessed this? It's Leslie Romney! She spends the whole episode basically like, yeah. Slater, you need to tell Alex, you need to tell Alex, blah, blah, blah. Eventually... Like, they end up, like, on the couch. I don't know why she's, like, She tries to, like, stop him from doing something. Or, like, you're not going to leave until you tell her the truth. Right. So she mounts him on the couch, which yeah. is kind of weird. It's a little questionable. It's almost like, I, maybe Leslie thinks Slater's open now. And mm-hmm. she's trying to make their, their own serendipitous, yeah. like, let's kiss moment. Don't you remember when we did that quiz, Slater? Why will no one love me? That's what's up. <laughs> yeah. But Alex comes in and is like, oh my gosh, I knew something was wrong. I can't believe you would cheat on me with one of my best friends. Well, she even called, like, she throws uh, Leslie Romney under the slut bus immediately. Yes. Like, with this hussy. And there's like a, ooh. And she's like, what do you mean? And everyone in the audience is like, why are you fucking wearing a doily, bitch? Because every scene she wears something that's doily. <laughs> Leslie Romney, why are you wearing a doily shirt? First off, the fashion in this episode is whack-a-doo to new levels. True. She wears a dress that's like a mix between... It's ill-fitting. Brad mm-hmm. called that out immediately. Yeah. It's maroon. And that can work on some women. But it's like a mix between like a formal dress and just like, yeah. like a summer dress. It's very weird. It's weird and boxy in the back. In theory, it works. But on her, it doesn't work. No, it, it's, it's very ill-fitting. And then later, she's wearing her Arizona pottery outfit. Which Ugh. Brad so fun calls her on. But it, it doesn't look as bad until the frilly, doily thing yeah, comes Yeah, the doily up. shirt. And Alex is, Alex is on point in that scene. There is a scene earlier when Alex looks ridiculous. Yeah. But it's, it's only to set up a joke where Leslie calls Alex out on her dressing weird. Which is actually kind of meta in the sense that we talk about fashion so much on the show. It's kind of weird. True. And considering Alex has been much more fashion forward than Leslie Romney, I think Leslie Romney needs to shut her fucking mouth. Seriously. <sighs> Alex is looking good in a lot of this. Yeah, she is. I mean, her and Kelly are on point pretty much most of the episode. Yeah. Someone Kelly's wearing that weird shirt, but meh. Are her overalls of shame. True, but she did look... I mean, sans overalls, she was just wearing pants or shorts. That shirt she was wearing looked nice on her. Like, Sure. It worked, but the overalls are weird. I mean, that's definitely... We're in the 90s. Yeah, we are. Full on. Ugh. So, well, after Leslie Romney has mounted and unsuccessfully tried to seduce Slater, mm-hmm. who's on the market now emotionally, Slater and Alex have a heart-to-heart. It's like, listen, this shouldn't just work. It's just not working. Why don't we just break up before we can't be friends anymore? Because this is getting kind of weird. She's like, 
fine, that's great. While you've been slutting it up with that Christie girl, um, who you offhandedly mentioned she should meet your grandmother. Kind of weird, Slater. Yeah. She says, I've been fucking around with the uh, football coach or whatever. Or whoever. Football the, captain. Mean, yeah, the captain of the football, the football coach. <laughs> this old dude. <laughs> and Slater's like, really? Because I've been trying to, I mean, I've been talking to him just like, I've been putting some time in. Slater is angry. He is very jealous. He wants to He wants to be the one banging the football guy. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm not seriously doing that. Uh, she collapses into a puddle of crazy Alex, storms off. Back on the cruise ship, fast forward. They have a little moment. Yeah, they have a little heart to heart. It's like, yeah, we're going to be friends. We're all good. We broke up before things got too weird. Blah, blah, blah. It's all okay. There's only one episode left in a movie. True. But just for the record, Alex says, um, uh, Slater was the one who missed out. It was his bad. It was his fault. Yes. He don't know what he's missing. True. Well, <laughs> everyone's, off the, everyone's off the deck. Kelly's alone for three months by herself. Um, you notice when they when they yell the um uh, um all ashore who are going ashore, it's Dustin Diamond that, that does the does that. Awesome. It's like really we couldn't we just couldn't get one extra to do it. We just could not pay that one person enough to have a speaking line. Awesome. Kelly's like, oh well, who's that guy that's rooming next to me? All of a sudden, it's pitter patter up the stairs hurriedly. Kelly, Zach. Zach rolls in with a whole thing of roses. Hey. I'm sorry I was a jerk. It took me hours to actually find roses in LA. You'd be weird, surprised. It's crazy. Um, here they are. I can wait for you for three months. She's like, that's cool. Why wait? Because you're children. Kelly. Because it's, uh, you need to sep- to be apart for a little while. Because um, jumping into a marriage is fucking insane. Jumping into college for someone's kind of uh, crazy. Because you're still on the rebound from Lasky. I mean, Kelly, slow your roll, but she's yeah. like, nah. Because, Zach, you haven't dated that many people since you've been an adult. Um, it's a lot of reasons you there's have. There's tons of I mean, reasons. Go see the fucking world. Yeah, there's so many reasons. But Kelly's like, no, let's, let's do this. And let's do it soon, immediately. I was hoping the ship's captain would come down and marry them, and the captain would be like some kind of faux celebrity or yes. like a D-list or C-list celebrity. Uh, Tony Danza comes back onto Tony one of the Dan- shows like, hey, it's Tony Danza, who's the ship captain. Fred Willard. Fred Willard. <laughs> Fred Willard. Hey, guys, I'm your, I'm your ship's captain. Who is the captain on Love Boat? Because that should be oh. the person that comes down. Because no kids would get that, but yeah. like old people would be like, oh, my fucking God, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Was, Welcome to the Love Boat. Was Gavin McLeod though? I know enough about Love Boat. Or you heard what I know about Love Boat. It's a ship where I guess people fall in love. <laughs> and it has a song. The Love Boat. Would you take a trip on the Love Boat? I, see, I don't even know the song. the song. I just know. Soon we'll be boat. making another. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Fucking Love Boat. Love, exciting and new. There we go. Come I could board. We're expecting you. Yeah, it's Gavin McLeod was the captain. Gavin McLeod from Time Changer. Whoa. Yeah. So Time Changer rolls in with Carlisle. <laughs> Listen, you kids, you don't know the dangers. You understand. I told you not to have sex at a wedlock because I said. <laughs> Because Jesus Because it was wrong. But I should have told you it was wrong because Jesus said it was wrong. So it was a good thing you're getting married at a young age so you can procreate as the Lord intended. 
off to the future now, as far as I can go into the future. And then the end of the episode is him just like clicking the thing to see how far I can go into the future. Mm. 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 We've been time changed. <laughs> Come aboard. We're expecting you. A love boat. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we can all wish and yeah. hope and think, but you know, in my heart of hearts, that's what happened on my deck. Yes. But in my fan fiction dreams, that's Ooh. where that's what, that's what happened. I cannot wait for Amazon to get the rights to Saved by the Bell because oh I'm going to be all up on there writing some fan fiction. I'm going to be there first and making more money than you. Hmm. Well, it's not about money. It's about getting the stories out of our characters that we love so much that we want to, you know, continue their tales. And we'll be having a ramjack contest so you can make the most money off of sharing our tales. <laughs> Are saved by the bell and or Charles in charge and or Belvedere fan fiction or Jim Cotta oh. fan fiction. Let's just take it back to let's go OG Ram Jack. Yes, this is my time changer fan fiction. <laughs> Suddenly, he found himself on the deck of a cruise ship with a pressing message to send to two young teens. Amazing. So they run off the boat. Everyone's waving goodbye to them because I guess they just heard they were proposed and they leave again. No ring yet, Zach. Yeah. Kind of think about that. Yeah. Also, can I just say that the studio audience, very subdued. Yeah. Well, they got a lot of story to get through to set I it guess. up for that movie. I was wondering if it was just completely just canned, because they were not, they've not been as crazy as they were a lot. But as Jonathan's pointed out, the Belvedere audience has gotten quite out of hand. They do get wilder and wilder as the shows go. Can't wait. Cannot. So that's pretty much Saved by the Bell, guys. I yeah. mean, we are we are put now into the shoot that will take us on through, what is it, Wedding Planning is the final episode of yeah. the College Years? Wedding Plans is the, is the final episode of College Years, guys. We're, Which, we're, we're pretty much done. If you took the DVD case or the IMDb synopsis of the episodes and just read the titles, you would think that this series, even though it was one season, took them through the entirety of college. Right. Because, like, oh, why would, who would, who would get married their freshman year? Oh, oh wait a minute. Yeah. Now... Okay, before we go on about who loses and who who wins and who loses, there's a lot of stuff because Kelly brings up when Zach first proposes to her that how would they support themselves? True. Very valid point. I know there's people who get married now when they're in college and their parents still support them. Ugh. Now, you recoil with that, but they're still kids. They are still kids. I mean, I don't see... But it's like, I just feel like if you're going to get... And I, and again, if you are someone that has parental support in your life, awesome. It's, True. If you have like some kind of support network, that's great. Really, kind of wish I had a support network of some sort like that in my life at this point. Uh, unfortunately, do not. But I feel like if you've made the decision to get married, I feel by making the decision to get married, you're saying, yeah, I've got my shit together enough that. Um, me and this person can start a life together. Well, I think that may be an antiquated view on marriage now. Because back in the day, that's what it was. It's like, all right, you get married, now we move into houses together. But now marriage doesn't really mean anything. I mean, people get divorced and married. And I know a lot of kids who do get married at a young age and still go through college and stuff. when their parents pay for everything until they are able to support themselves. Which I think is interesting, and I didn't. Re- it just dawned on me that that's something that's happening now yeah. in 2013. But it is something that, because when I initially f- heard that and thought, that made me think of that. Kelly's saying that, like, wow. But the thing is, then I question, like, why are you wanting to get married? Because oh, well, if it's just for, if for the emotional reasons, eh, ridiculous. Like, yeah. cause I, the bigger reasons to get married are because of, like, the legal and the tax implications. Yeah. But if you're not supporting yourself fully, and you're not, like, in that kind of a position, like, where your family's such a major point of view, like, I, I really, I, 
I just don't see that marriage is necessary. Dude, marriage isn't necessary at all. Well, I mean, well, other than tax breaks when right. you are on your tax own. Tax breaks, medical things, like power of attorney, well, you can even property say that. rights. Yeah. I mean, there. I mean, there's a lot of things that marriage contains, but until you're like... I don't know if you're still a child. See, that's the freshman other thing. in college. Like, it's just for the emotional factor, and it really is. And a lot of those people who do get married in college, who their parents continue to support, are also like super jizzed, and they're only getting married so they can have sex. Yeah, gross and weird. And we know Zach and Kelly are banging it, of course, all over the place. Well, I mean, in the beginning of this episode, hey Zach, do you want to go get pizza with our friends, or do you want to sit here at fuck couch? Yeah. I love that Kelly really does kind of name everything that she's like... Yeah. Make out point? Fuck crouch and tree? She's owning it. She owns it. I I appreciate that and I respect it. Who wins and who loses in this episode, Brad? (sighs) Zach won. Zach won. Come on. His manipulations... It was almost like watching that one scene from um, Death of a Salesman where his son tries to like convince him like five different types of tactics and eventually he just can't. Zach won that argument. Yeah. He does everything he can, different ways to manipulate her. He's the, a force of nature. Yeah. He puts her through an emotional roller coaster to where she's like, you know what, let's just fucking get married. You know who lost? Can screech. Yeah. Like, his best friend threw him the fuck under a bus. <laughs> then tried to make up for it. Um, then he, he doesn't even get to go on the cruise anymore because he's he's too seasick but didn't realize it. But in reality, it's just because Dustin Diamond has to be in the next two episodes, or the oh, next episode yeah. of the movie. And if you want to go through the character of Screech, it's also because um, he's been fucked over so many times that he's basically kind of become a shell of a human being. Oh. He's a fuck-up, so of course he's going to put those things all over his face. That's what a Screech does. He's just accepting that. What can you do? What can you do? Best dressed, worst dressed. Boo. I think it's a toss-up between Alex in that one scene, because she really looked good in that. Yeah, she did. And Kelly, I think, in the leggings and the shorts and the black shirt. Yeah, that is a tough call. I'm going to say Kelly, only because everything Kelly was wearing except for the cross necklace, Mm -hmm. on point. Alex, everything except for the cross necklace and that weird kind of throw she had over. Yeah. I'd even say the one time Kelly kind of channels the crocheted kind of top thing, it works for her, because... Um, she has the same kind of like almost peachish the, the pants only, on. That the are only tight and... the only real mistake Kelly made was the overalls. Yeah, true. Whereas Alex had a couple, but yeah, I think I think you gotta give it to Kelly because again, Kelly Kapowski, top of her game. So yeah, she wins. Who loses? <laughs> Fashion. Yeah, worst dressed. Leslie, Leslie Romney. Leslie Romney. Dude. I mean, that's come a on. that's a. That's a given if I've ever heard one in this episode. <laughs> Anytime she channels what you call the whole like. Uh, uh, Arizona, Arizona pottery lesbian. Yeah, yeah. It's never a good time. But now, with the again, doily, with the with doily, the, the doily puts her over the top. But when she wears those weird like blazers, mm. if you were just wearing the vest and those pants and maybe even the doily, it might work. She's a pretty, she's a pretty woman. Couldn't land Slater though. Tried Couldn't so hard. Tried. Saw him on the market and her heart skipped tried. a beat. She hints like, oh fuck, I can't let him see the love that I have for him bottled up inside, just raw. All right. I don't care who fuck Christy is. I'll get rid of her. But yeah, okay. That's it. It's, it's that easy. That's it. It's not even got another episode in a movie. Guys, one more episode. One more chance to hear that theme song. One more fucking chance and a movie. It's been fun so far, man. It's been a it's good been a, ride. Say the Bell has party. treated us well. It has. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. Always a pleasure. Always a fun time. It is. We would like to hear from you. We would. Just extending that. Throwing it out there. That hey. 
a desire for communication. Get back at us. Yes, please. There's a lot of ways you can do that. One of them is the voicemail. Yes. Brad, you have that number memorized. It's 206-339-5894. Easily digestible. That's a that's that's a number you can take in your mind and remember. Yes. Some of us, but um, but we have some voicemails, don't we? We do. We have a lot of voicemails. We've we've gotten way behind on voicemails because episodes have been long. We've been dealing with issues, so uh, we're quite backlogged. But we're we're working on knocking knocking them out. Yeah, we're we're getting back so. to that. So don't be shy. Let us know what's up. Hey, Ram Jack, Paul, Mackie, in the freezer room. Hey, did you did you guys officially like? Shoved the knife into uh, to birthday picks, or or is that still happening? Because uh, I had uh, birthday picks. It was uh, it was the movie Go to Hell, and uh, and uh, it, it, it hasn't happened yet. So my question it, it, it involves the fact that uh, uh, today is May thirteenth, and uh, I'm gonna turn forty on uh, on May nineteenth. So that's, uh, that's another birthday pick. And if I was a nice guy, I would say that you should do Go to Hell and just you know. You, Into the thing. No, that's where they cut off. Got cut off sporadically there. Um, first of all, I think we've addressed this. Oh, wait, time out. First of all, happy birthday! A couple weeks ago! Happy birthday! Um, I think we've addressed this. <laughs> we, we, we said we were killing birthday picks. We were, we're not doing it anymore. We, we did them for a year. Guys, that was a lot of work, a lot of time on our part. Right. But there is something in the works. There is. We've already started doing them. We're just doing them all together and then putting them into one episode. Yeah, super birthday picks so, episode. Also, Paul, Mackie, you, yes, you originally requested us to do uh, Go to Hell. Then later, um, you said, never mind, I think you should do Nether Beast Incorporated. And said, you also sent us both movies, which was very, we appreciate very much. Yes, thank you very much. Um, we have them. And because you you did originally say, switch, do Nether Beast Incorporated. Instead, we were, we, it's already on the docket. We're doing them both. So you're already getting them both. That's double picks. So. Hmm. So just. So you're all. So all right. All right. Calm the fuck down. But we did kill birthday picks. I'm relatively sure we said we weren't doing any more birthday picks. We did them for a year and are still working through them. Yeah. So. But I mean, let us know when your birthday is coming up and we can always say happy birthday. So if you've previously sent us a birthday pick. Uh, feel free if you want to send an email again just to confirm that we, we've got it on the docket. Feel free. But we're not taking any new ones. We've made mm. that clear. No new ones. We've got plenty. We're working through them. They'll be in one big episode at some point in the future. Just rel- enjoy the summer. Just relax. Just relax. Those birthday pics are on their way. That They're coming. That podcast is baking. It'll be out soon. Yes. Ish. Right, we need more voicemails. <laughs> we do. Okay, Ramjack. Uh... Coincidences are pretty fun. Um, I'm currently listening. Uh, I'm at the Saved by the Bell portion, uh, the college years portion of the, the podcast, but I'm currently listening to the podcast about the writing the fictional characters. And I just sat down to QC, an audio disc that I'm running, and um, and, and here I, I hope you can hear this. This is this is this is what I what I hear. Juliet. One day in the thirties, these letters started arriving unprompted, addressed to Juliet. At a certain point, somebody decided Juliet should write back. Okay, that's pretty fucked up. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Wackiness. What are the odds? I mean, pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty good odds, but that is kind of whack. It's pretty wacky. It's kind of weird. Kind of weird. Oh my god. 
Is it spooky? Is it spooky? Mm. Like spooky Mulder? <laughs> Maybe like spooky Mulder. The worst. The worst. That is kind of crazy, though. It's I, also, I also love how that sounded like it was like a 60s or 50s. Like, that dude sounded old. It was like, right. somewhere in the, I mean, the recording even. It was yeah. like, that makes it even more eerie. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome, Paul, though. It sounds like one of those old, um, you turn the page at the sound of the chime. Oh, I was going to go back even further and be like, at the sound of the beep, flip the uh, the slide. Uh, like, yeah. old school, like... Definitely. We might still be doing Cold War drills where we get under our desks because nuclear bombs <laughs> may be a threat. Uh-huh. I mean, that's how far we're going back in my mind on that. Defo. If you like Ramjack, please turn the page. Do-do-do. I'm sorry, Ed. Who else is going to add us? John Persick here with another classic Laura Winsett column. I, of course, will not be reading it in full over this voicemail, but I just wanted to give a few highlights. The headline this past Saturday was, Learning How to Be a Mom Comes Late. And the gist of it is, if she knew then what she knows now, now that her kids are, you know, fully grown and married with her own kids, she would have presumably been a better, more easygoing mother. She writes, sure it looked nice when all the Legos were in the Lego box and all the Lincoln Logs were in the Lincoln Log canister and all the Transformers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Hot Wheels and Barbie accessories were all in their specially labeled shoe boxes or lined up neatly on a shelf or organized in their nice little storage cases. But who really cared besides me? Oh boy, oh brother, what was it? was a neat freak OCD maniac. Uh, and then at the end, uh, I, I think Brad and uh, Alice, I think you'll enjoy this, but Brad will probably giggle more. Uh, at the end of it, she writes about how her kids still call her one of Dollabies. These questions proving that, hey, my kids still need me. Uh, she uh, it says, and then my son calls, how do you make chili? And my other son calls, okay, tell me again. What's the difference between think, believe, and feel? And then my daughter calls. Do you have a stamp I can borrow? Good. Do you have eight? My favorite of those three questions is, of course, what's the difference between think, believe, and feel? Brad, Alex, what is the difference between think, believe, and feel? I'll be waiting. Jonathan, those are really wonderful questions. My favorite question is her daughter's. Do you have a stamp? Do you have eight? Because I just love that girl's bitchy attitude. <laughs> yes. like, it's it's very interesting. <laughs> Give me your stamps. Mm. But are her other sons... Like, I have to really question... Like, are they why, mentally challenged? Yeah, because why would you call up your mother and be like, Hey, Mom, real quick. What's the difference between think, believe, and feel? Um, hey, what do you? You don't have to ask your mom that, dude. Get a dictionary, first off. First of all, do you not live in the world? Yeah, like, I don't... Do you not understand how words work? Is this her adopted five-year-old son that has a cell phone? That's weird, giving a kid that young a cell phone. Uh, what's the difference between think, feel, believe, but I don't understand these things? Hey, also pick me up from preschool. Laura, you forgot again. I think you forgot. I mean, You're neglecting your I new son. I believe you forgot. <laughs> I feel you forgot again. I don't know which one to use. I'm so confused. That was the, it was an edited question from her, her new son. Hey, Laura, tell me again the difference between think, feel, and believe. Because I don't know whether to think that you forgot about me, <laughs> believe you forgot about me, or what to feel if you did or didn't. Bitch, uh, come pick me up from preschool. New no. son out. <laughs> new son out. <laughs> 
What was the other one? I've already forgotten what the first question was. Oh, well, how, do how do you make chili? How do you make chili? Um, get on the fucking internet. Look up a recipe, you dumbass. That being said, though, my question is, did her son visit Cincinnati and is calling the mother just to get a sense of Sandy? Like, hey, mom, how do you make chili again? Because the chili they have in Cincinnati is kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know if it's really chili. Exactly. That I could understand. That would make like, sense. That gets yeah. a pass. Sure. Bitch, you ask for stamps. Whatever. I mean, that's just your racket now. Yeah. Get what you can from it. But Brad, what is the difference between think, believe, and feel? Um, they're very different. All of yeah, them. Like, they're nowhere near they're connected. They're distinctive. Um, I think something. It's a thought I have that is my own. I feel something deals with emotions and is practically useless to me. Fuck that shit. Um, almost. If you're in any context where you could ever confuse them. Don't use the word feel. <laughs> There's your general rule of thumb. And believe. It's, it's what you... It's believe. I don't know. What is the question? It's hard to even break those down because they are fundamental words yeah. to level explanations. You should be able to figure out the difference between what, I, what, I, what you think and what you believe. Uh, yeah, well, okay. We could say that thinking is the active process of cognitively... I don't want to use right. thinking, but I mean... Right. Cognitively... Acting like right where belief is you're like you're processing information in your brain mm-hmm. and you're doing that deliberately. You are taking it in and then I mean thinking is the fucking word. Yes, I don't even know. But now but I feel belief. kind of bad though. Like what if a toddler came to me? Oh, what's thinking? Like I don't. What can I scientifically say to them? Like your synapses are firing. I don't know. We're, and you're doing. We're, it we're just talking about the di- differentiating deliberate thought. Yeah, musings on your sensory input. Whereas belief is like a weird subset of knowledge that's kind of lame. Yeah, yeah. well it's also... based on, you know, yeah. not, no evidence. It's what you believe based on pretty much nothing. Yeah, but I, I mean, the some word people would say that while thinking is a cognitive process, believing is that's already happened, your, I guess, cognitive mm-hmm. um, laborings, and now you're choosing for some reason, whether that's social pressures or whatever, to accept that as fact or yeah. reality. Right. That's believing. Um, but feel? Feel, like, it's motion. That's motion shit. Yeah. Like, in any it's, context where we're going to confuse these things. Yeah. Yeah, that's just chemical emotions, dog. That's just chemical reactions. Yeah. I will say, um, during that seminar that I saw today, uh, or webinar. Ah! Sorry, sorry. What's between webinar and vomiting <laughs> in my mouth? Hey, mom. <laughs> What's the difference between a webinar, a vomiting in my mouth, and chili? Yeah. <laughs> See, I'd go with food poisoning, You're webinar. Right. But um, the psychologist said something which was a very gross generalization, but she said, actually, humans have three brains. No, she meant we have the three prefrontal lobes. <laughs> she was like, nope, no, thank you. No. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> seminar out. What? <laughs> Run out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming it. Um, but she meant we have the more developed brain, the prefrontal lobe. We have the core base brain, which I think we inherited from lizards in the midbrain. Whatever. But her, <laughs> when she described what the old brain does, what she called the old brain, oh. she said the old brain handles very like unconscious, but like guttural like things. Like the old brain will say, "Can I eat this?" Can I have sex with this? Will this kill me? That's the old brain. And the way she said that was weird. Yeah. I love also that she brought in, like, sex immediately can almost. I have sex with can I, this? Can I eat this? Can I fuck this? And will it kill me? Hmm. Yeah, that's old brain shit. All right. Weird. <laughs> Weird. What's the other two brains? If one's old, what's the other? Is one young? What's what are the other? Well, two there's brains? the old brain. There's the middle brain. Middle I don't brain. understand why we call it middle brain. Middle brain. Yeah. Um. 
and then the new brain is obviously the prefrontal lobes right, that right, allow right. us to think and I was wondering what uh, allow us to think. Middle brain, maybe feel would come oh. from your uh, your middle brain. Uh. I don't know. Believe may also come from the prefrontal lobes, but that's uh. 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 good question though, Jonathan. Good way no, to throw that. Terrible out. question. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's a good thing to to throw out. Is well, it? Okay. No, well, it's really not. Well, it, it's the worst. It really is the worst of the questions that they that her family decided to bring yeah. up. All right. Laura Wimsett, fuck you. You're the worst. But thanks, Jonathan, for calling in. Indeed. Guys, um, there's other ways to get in contact with this. You can email us, ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Hit us up on Twitter, at ramjackpodcast. Find our website, curiosityabounds.com slash ramjack. Get up on the Facebook group. It is a party. Facebook group's a fun time. Yes. It's probably the best way. Whoa. Someone's peeling out. Someone's motoring. Motoring. Boom, boom, bam. What's your prize for flight? God, I just, Night Ranger, you gotta love him. Oh, the best. Get on iTunes. Leave us five-star reviews. Yeah. They are delightful. They're wonderful. And guys, when you leave that Cleveland prom and go to the Country County Fair, make sure you pick up your... Random Jackson. Here we are, born to be kings, we're the prince.